0: It's 8 a.m., people. Time to wake up and change the channel. Welcome to Squawk Box Radio, the place where nothing real happens, and I don't care what you think about that. Today in the news, we see that cows are losing their jobs due to milk prices dropping. Water is the main reason for flooding. China is using the ocean to hide its submarines, and in health, how using your head more will result in fewer pregnancies. I'm your host, S-T-D-J, the DJ that just won't go away. Today our guest is,
1: um, where's the sheet? I had it right here.
0: (sighs) I don't know. But there's no one in the studio except for this lousy producer. So, being the professional radio station we are, (laughs) we will, uh, we will we'll talk to the first person i can get in here hey you yeah you want to be on the radio really all right man well hurry up and get up here it's unbelievable folks but we got someone someone just happened to be walking by yeah. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors, after we get him hooked up and into the studio.
2: Do you like watching a channel where no one knows what's going on? Where variety is all over the place because I'd rather be a little weird than all boring? And tune in to Bone13's channel where after you show up and stay a while, you will be more confused about life and gameplay. Come in and sit down, relax, and yell at your screen because Bone is going to do something wrong. Bone may actually do something right or funny, but it's not guaranteed.
3: Have you seen those trees? You haven't. Is because Deuce cut them down or ran them over. If you're looking for tree chopping, bad driving, a constant state of confusion with your content, then tune in to Deuce MS. After subscribing to Deuce's channel, all of your stress and worries will just melt away. So drop what you're doing, drop by, drop a like or comment. I'll see you there. Watching Deuce does not actually help with anything. It might actually lead to more stress and anxiety.
0: And we are back. Welcome everyone. You are in for a special treat today because today we have, dude, what's your name?
4: My name is Travis Clark.
0: Well then, let's turn on his mic. Get him some water. We have Travis Clark with us today. Say hi to all the people out there today, Travis. Hi. All right, folks. We got ourselves a real talker today. Travis, where are you from?
4: Where am I from? No matter where we come from or where we're going, we've all got
0: memories to contend with. And it's always best not to do it alone. Travis, my man, that is deep. Folks, we got us here a philosopher. But seriously, man, where are you from? The people gotta know. We are all where we come from. We all have our roots.
4: Some roots are deeper than others, but we all started somewhere.
0: Any city name or state or or hell, a planet would be nice. I'm from right here. Folks, we got ourselves a local. One of our very own. Here's some water. Thank you, sir. Sir? We don't call him sir. He's just the producer. Travis, sounds like wherever you came from, someone at least taught you manners. But manners don't work on the radio. You say what you mean. No need to be proper about it. I can't change who I am. Just like you can't change who you are.
4: I'm sure people have tried to change you, but in the end they have failed. Sometimes, though, all you need is a glimpse of something before you realize that you are capable of doing
0: more than you have before. Are you a shrink, Travis? I'm too nuts to be a shrink. (laughs) Makes no sense to be nuts if you can't have a little fun with it. Oh, I had fun. Once. A long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. No. It was right here. In this very town. Well, I'm sure that the people are all waiting on the story of Travis. It's more like the fall of Travis. (laughs) Rise and fall. It happens to me every night. It's the story of my life. Tell us your life story, Travis. It all started
4: when I was young. I was born on a farm. In a manger? There was mom,
0: dad, my older brother Jackson, and my two younger sisters. So, Mary and Joseph, the three wise men, I think I've heard this story before.
4: I was around six, and Jackson and I were outside walking the railroad tracks. Let me guess, you found a dead body? No, but I have seen plenty of death around me. But that comes at a later stage. Oh, spoilers. Continue. So Jackson and I were walking down the tracks, picking up stones.
5: Bet you can't hit that sign from here. What do you want to bet me? I'll give you my snacks. When we get back, if you do. What do you get if I miss? Um, snack for snack? Deal. So I picked up
4: a rock and threw it as hard as I could. I threw it so hard that my eyes were closed. I heard the metal sign get hit. As I opened my eyes, I saw Jackson's mouth wide open. He couldn't believe it.
5: I don't believe it. There's no way you could have hit that. It's like half a football field away.
4: Looks like I'll be getting your snacks today.
5: Double or nothing says you can't do it again. Why would I gamble again? I'm already up. Now you want me to risk everything I already won for a chance to lose it all? That's life. A series of gambles and risks. Some worth taking, others not so much. It's up to you to decide what risks you take. For more snacks, it's a risk worth taking. Okay, give it your best
4: shot. With Jackson being ahead of me, I picked up a rock and got ready to throw.
5: No pressure, little brother. I hated it
4: when he called me that. I gripped that rock so tight that if it was coal, I could have made a diamond. I got my target in sight and threw the rock, hitting Jackson square in the back.
1: Ow! Why?
4: Jackson began to run after me. I was laughing, saying the risk was worth it. We ran back to the farm where Mom and Dad were outside working. Dad was fixing a fence, and Mom was tending to her
6: flowers.
5: Slow down, you little twerp. I'm gonna get you!
6: Hey, if you have energy to run, you have energy to work.
7: Let them play, dear. They're having fun.
6: Travis, watch out!
4: I had my head turned, looking at Jackson, and I didn't see the fence post that Dad had just put in and ran right into it, causing me and the post to hit the ground. Jackson caught up to me and was immediately on top of me, trying to hold me down. With his knee in my back, I knew I was in trouble.
1: You
7: ain't going anywhere now! Jackson! Get off of him!
8: He could be hurt! Good! He should be!
4: With Jackson digging his knee and harder in my back, I suddenly felt like I was flying.
6: Listen here, you two. You are going to help me fix what you broke.
4: Dad had lifted both of us up, one in each hand by our shirt collars.
6: Now, who is going to tell me who started this? Jackson was quick to answer.
5: It was Travis, sir. He threw a rock at me.
6: Is this true, Travis?
4: Yes, sir. It was a calculated risk.
6: Jackson, go inside! Travis and I are going to work on the fence.
7: You should at least let Travis clean up. His nose is bleeding.
6: It will be a reminder to him that even if you're bleeding, there is still work to be done.
4: Jackson went inside and mom went back to her flowers and dad threw me a pair of gloves and we finished the fence. My hands had slivers in them and my shirt was caked in dirt, sweat and blood. A common thing in my youth. When we were done, Mom and Dad were sitting on the porch as I put the tools away. When I came back, I saw what I didn't know until later was a beautiful sight.
7: Honey, our song.
4: I still have energy. He stood up and extended his hand towards my mom and said,
6: Excuse me, ma'am, but can I have this dance?
4: She grabbed his hand and he helped her up and they started dancing. Both of them held each other tight, and my mom started singing the song.
8: It must have been that something lovers call fate kept me saying I had to wait. I saw them all, just couldn't fall till we met. It had to be you. It had to be you. Wandered around And finally found The somebody who Could make me be true Could make me be blue And even be to be said, thinking of you.
4: It was beautiful, two people without a care in the world at that moment, dancing and singing and just loving on one another as much as I've seen. The song ended and my dad bowed down and said,
6: Thank you, my lady.
7: The pleasure was all mine.
4: (laughs) Mom did a curtsy and stuck out her hand, which my dad quickly snatched and kissed. My parents were always a loving couple, but they rarely showed any type of public affection towards each other.
6: You got everything put away, son? Yes, sir. Good. Now go in and get yourself cleaned up. I need to talk to your mom in private.
7: Yes, dear. Please hurry. It's really important what your dad needs to tell me.
4: (laughs) I rushed inside and got cleaned up, changed my shirt and ran back outside. I didn't see mom or dad anywhere. Then I heard some noises and laughter inside the barn. I walked towards the barn and then my parents were coming out. Holding hands and fixing their clothes, I noticed that mom had some straw in her hair. I asked, what were you doing in the barn?
6: I had to show your mom something. And then she fell down the bales. Is she okay? Honey, are you okay?
8: I'm more than okay. I'm great.
6: <laughs> you see, Travis? She's great.
7: <laughs> Nothing to worry about, Travis. Now, who is ready to eat?
6: I know. I worked up an appetite.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure your dad worked up an appetite. Anyways, I said I could eat.
7: Okay then, you can help me fix dinner.
0: We all
4: walked back inside and I helped mom make dinner. Dad cleaned up. During dinner, there wasn't much talking until mom said,
7: Honey, remember when we first met?
6: It was the best day of my life.
7: Hey now, I thought I
5: was your favorite day.
6: Favorite day with you, boy?
7: We met in high school. Your dad was a football player, and I was in the choir. I sang the national anthem, and when I was walking back into the stands, our eyes met. And, well, we've been together ever since.
6: I can't help but every time I see a flag raised, I think of your mom.
7: Oh, honey, that is so sweet. Well, it's true. What do
5: you see when you think of me?
6: (laughs) A bank. (laughs)
5: Oh, honey. (laughs) I, I don't get it.
6: You will one
4: day. With that, we finished the meal and got cleaned up and watched some
0: TV in the family room and then went to bed. Travis, it sounds like you have an amazing family. I want to hear more about the rise and fall of Travis Clark. Can you come back tomorrow? Yes, I'll be here. There you have it, folks. The story continues tomorrow. Thank you all for listening. We'll be right back after a message from our sponsors.
9: Need a new car? Ready for
5: an upgrade? Then come to Mechanics Delight. You name it, we've got it. From pickups to cars and four-wheelers to work trucks. We've got the best and only deals in town. You won't believe these prices. Come on down and let's make a deal. Williams Mechanics Delight. Your only place to get a ride. Dax, fees, and hand costs Do
10: you ever feel lost in the woods? Do you ever feel alone with nothing to do? Then book your stay at the Lazy Bear Lodge. A place that offers nothing but bugs and some of the doors don't even work. A place where you can leave it all behind. Blazer Bear Lodge is your place to kick back now. Taxes and shovels to bury bodies. Included press.
0: Thank you again for joining us today. Now on the DJ Rocky and his tantalizing tales of petrology. 8 a.m., people. It's time to change the channel. Welcome to Squawk Box Radio, the place where nothing real happens, and I care a little what you think about that. Today in the news, we see that wrestling midgets were killed by fake hookers. Scientists claim that oxygen believed to be in the air. Overweight people suing spoon manufacturers. Little train stuck on hill thought he could make it i'm your host STDJ, the dj that just won't go away today our guest is travis clark welcome back travis it's good to be back before we begin let's enjoy a nice word from our sponsors
11: for a great evening out, there's no place like Aunt Lottie's Leftover Cafe. Located on historic Highway 178, right next to the local hazardous waste disposal site, the Leftover Cafe is a truly unique dining experience. There are no printed menus, but our courteous and professional staff will help guide you in your dining choices. The Leftover Cafe features cuisine from some of the finest dining establishments in the area, and it's served piping hot on our trademark Melmac dinner plates. Aunt Lottie's chefs are highly trained, and they're experts in combing the the neighborhood to find the finest culinary cuisine for your dining pleasure. Aunt Lottie's leftover cafe is not responsible for any medical issues you have from eating our food.
0: And we are back. So yesterday, we heard the story of young Travis and his parents. Today, I want to talk about that ring on your finger. Someone must have tamed the fiery mythological creature known as Travis Clark. If you don't mind, Travis, tell us another riveting story. Let the people know the true Travis.
4: Just because it's a myth doesn't mean it's not real. I'll start the story a little more current. 20 years ago.
0: Ah, yes. 20 years ago. I had less money, more hair, and the women were wilder. I remember my third wife, but we're not here to talk about me. Please continue.
4: I just married Becky, and we were living on base.
0: Base? As in the military? Yes. Oh, say, can you see? We don't have the rights to that song. Man, shut up. The people's got to hear my pipes. Eh, Maybe not. Sorry, Travis. Go ahead.
4: You sing about as good as me. But anyways, Becky and I were living on the base. I just finished basic training and, well, this happened.
12: I can't believe how lucky I am.
4: Lucky? Lucky? What are you talking about?
12: I don't know if it's like I'm living in serendipity.
4: Serendipity?
12: It's one of my favorite words.
4: What does it mean?
12: It means a fortunate accident.
4: So I'm an accident.
12: <laughs> you're an accident waiting to happen, but you're mine.
4: What if I go somewhere and something happens to me?
12: Oh, it, it will happen. But life will guide you home, and I'll I'll try to fix you.
4: Fix me? Am I broke? Not yet. So I will be.
12: Is a shooting star beautiful?
4: What are you getting at?
12: A shooting star is broken and damaged, but can still be beautiful.
4: Beauty of whatever kind, in its supreme development, invariably excites the sensitive soul to tears.
12: Well, I know you're not sensitive.
4: It is because I think so much of warm and sensitive hearts that I would spare them from being wounded.
12: Oliver Twist, you know I love that book.
4: Yep. So Mrs. Clark, what do you want to do tonight? Movie, relax, go out to dinner?
12: I love it when you call me that. Are you on the menu?
4: I am always on the menu. Love is like a river, never-ending stream. Love is shared by each other to answer someone's dream.
12: (laughs) I just go wild when you recite poetry.
4: Anyone who doesn't appreciate poetry doesn't understand that it's all about seduction. Our truest life is when we are in our dreams awake. Shut up and kiss me.
0: Travis, I have to admit, I was squirming in my pants a little too. I mean, look at you. You're built like a rock, you're a philosopher, a poet. I wanted to kiss you. Who are you?
4: I've been nothing but myself since the day I was born. And if you can't see that, it's your fault, not mine. Travis,
0: I've got to hear more. We've got to hear more. Later that evening, I was reading. Go figure. You have a hot, willing woman, and you are there reading. Becky comes up to me and says,
12: Travis, I want to start a family. I want to have little Clarks running all over the place. (coughs) What? I'm serious. I need something to keep me busy when you go off and save the world.
4: Becky, we have time for that. I'm not going anywhere. The world is quite peaceful right now.
12: I just want to be prepared.
0: You are the dumbest and smartest person I've met in a while. You have this woman, your wife, begging to make love to you. And you're here trying to rationalize? I mean, wake up, man. You can be wrong a million times. You only have
4: to be right once.
0: Were you right ever?
4: Becky and I continued to talk through the night talking about the possibilities of children, and we agreed to start a family. Call it a clan, call it a tribe, call it a family. Whatever you call it, whoever you are, you need one. Becky always had a way with me. She knew how to get my attention and to agree with her.
0: Every woman that lifts her shirt does that to me. Well, not every woman, but most. And as far as family, I like a big, caring, loving family. In another city...
4: Maybe for you that works, but I never saw Becky as an object. I respected her. I cared about her. I truly loved
1: her.
0: Please, continue with your story.
4: We made love that night. Not like any other time, though. This time was different.
0: Did you use cuffs? Feathers? Whips? Come on, man. Details.
4: Details! It is not a joke, man. We felt as one. Our bodies intertwined. It was it was an experience like no other. Afterward we cuddled and I said, you are what I've been searching for, chasing after, longing to find every star, moonbeam, and young child's dream. All of my everythings. So infinitely far away, yet so intimately close here in my arms.
12: How do you do that? Do what? know how to love me.
4: I just do. If I know what love is, it is because of you.
12: Whatever you're doing, don't stop. Promise me you'll never stop.
4: Becky, I'll never stop loving you. With that, we fell asleep. I got up the next morning, being careful not to wake her, put on my uniform, had my morning cup of coffee, and went to P.T. Later that day, the world stopped. What happened? You know those two towers? Well, that was that day. I deployed out three days later, leaving Becky and the world I knew behind me. I began to change everything I thought I knew was not right anymore. I tried to hang on, but time has a funny way of not staying still. Sometimes I think I need another heart to fill all the things I feel.
0: Travis. Damn, man. I got to hear more. But that's all the time we have today. Can you come back tomorrow? The people have to hear this story.
4: Yeah, I'll come back. It's starting to feel good to tell my story.
0: righty, folks. That's a wrap today. Let's give it up to Travis. The man. The myth. The legend. The lover. The fighter. We will find out soon enough, I think. Let's hear from our sponsors.
13: Do you ever feel like you're spending too much time looking for the right tool? Have you ever just wanted to buy an animal for no reason whatsoever? Then come on down to Annette's General Store. Annette's General Store is filled with items that you just can't live without, from simple buckets and bags of feed to high-tech gizmos that tell whether or not your eggs are fertile. And that's General Store. If you have money, you are bound to buy useless items here. And that is not responsible for any lost animals once purchased. If you are not passed, don't buy them. Do
10: you ever feel lost in the woods? Do you ever feel alone with nothing to do? Then book your stay at the Lazy Bear Lodge, a place that offers nothing but bugs and some of the doors don't even work. A place where you can leave it all behind. Lazy Bear Lodge is your place to kick back now.
0: Taxes and shovels to bury bodies, not included press. All right, now for the green DJ with no weed, DJ Agro. It's 8 a.m., people. It's time to change the channel. Welcome to Squawk Box Radio, the place where nothing real happens, and I care very little what you think about that. Today in the news, we see that the wheels on the bus are still going round. City unsure why sewer smells. <sighs> Fire crews called out for seeing smoke in the sky. It turns out to be clouds. And forecasters call for weather today. I'm your host, STDJ, the DJ that just won't go away. Today our guest is still Travis Clark. Welcome back, Travis. It's good to be back again. Only two more times and you get a free ice cream. Really? Well, I'm sure the producer could hook you up with that.
1: It's coming out of your pay.
0: Well, you cheap little ass... Holy crap, we have a phone call. Go ahead, caller. What's your question?
14: Quiet down, Mom! I'm on the radio!
0: Okay, when did Travis meet Becky? Well, thanks a lot, caller. That's a great question. Thank you for calling. Do I win a prize? You win information. Does that count? Sorry, caller, we seem to have been disconnected.
14: I would have given her a bumper sticker, at least.
0: Oh, sure. You'll give her a bumper sticker, but you won't buy this man an ice cream? But, Travis, how about it? When did you meet Becky? It was a long time ago. Oh, here we go again. I was in junior high. I was in French class. Of course you were. But, hey, everyone needs a French kissing class. I was sitting in class the
4: first day waiting for it to start when this beautiful sight walks into class. Long blonde hair, sundress, tiny freckles on her face, And she approaches me and says,
15: Is the seat taken? I like to sit near the front.
4: With my voice crackling, I mustered up the best response I could. It's a chair. (laughs) Becky smiles and sits next to me.
15: I'm excited about this class. I've been practicing all summer.
4: I thought to myself, okay, who practices French and especially during the summer and who does she practice it with?
3: All right, class. Settle down, time for roll call. I'm Miss Han, when I call your
15: name, please say here.
4: The teacher starts calling off the names.
12: Adams. Here. Beach. Here.
4: My mind starts to wander thinking about this girl.
15: Clark. Clark. Excuse me, but according to the name on your book, that's you. Clark?
4: With a crackling voice, I yell,
15: That's
9: me!
3: (laughs) Settle down. I know you're excited, but tone it down a little bit. Okay, well, Travis Clark is here. Let's continue. Davis? Etcher?
4: I thought to myself, Who is this beautiful angel sitting next to me?
3: And finally, Williams. Here.
4: So her name was Becky Williams. I said to myself, nice to meet you, Becky Williams. I'm Travis Clark, and I think
0: I'm in love with you. And with that, my producer is telling me we have to go to break. So let's hear from our sponsors, shall we?
2: Do you like watching a channel where no one knows what's going on? Where variety is all over the place because I'd rather be a little weird than all boring? Then tune in to Bone13's channel where after you show up and stay a while, you will be more confused about life and gameplay. Come in and sit down. Relax and yell at your screen because Bone is going to do something wrong. Bone may actually do something right or funny, but it's not guaranteed.
10: Do you ever feel lost in the woods? Do you ever feel alone with nothing to do? Then book your stay at the Lazy Bear Lodge. A place that offers nothing but bugs and some of the doors don't even work. A place where you can leave it all behind. Laser Bear Lodge is your place to kick back now. Taxes and shovels to very bodies, not included press.
0: And we are back. We are here with Travis, and he's telling us this riveting story of how he met his wife in French class. Please continue, Travis. So, we introduced ourselves, and I found out that she is amazing with French. She probably knew more than the teacher. I'm sure you practiced a lot of French with each other. You got really good with your tongues. Not yet.
4: She was dating this other kid, but we got to be really good friends, which was good because we got to know each other. We found out each other's likes and dislikes. I remember this one time. At band camp. I didn't take band, but anyways, I was walking her home.
0: She lived about a mile from me. I understand you didn't have a license yet. No buses. Parents picking you up? I don't know. We always walked. Rain, snow,
4: sun. We just walked. Practicing to work for the mail? Anyways, we were walking, and it started to rain. Normally, this wouldn't be a problem, but today, she was wearing white.
15: Travis, we need to get out of this rain. It's not raining that bad. Travis, look at me.
4: I turned my head to look at her and saw that her bra was showing through and her underwear had little hearts on it. I didn't know what to do, so I just stood there staring and smiling.
15: Travis. Travis. Travis! Huh?
4: What? Oh, sorry. I was staring, wasn't I?
15: Come on, goofball. I need to get out of the rain.
4: I took off my jacket and gave it to her so she could cover up, and we ran to this barn. I opened the barn doors and we went inside. It was completely dark and I accidentally brushed against her chest. I started sweating and getting even more nervous. She didn't say a thing. I know that she knew I did it. Moments later, we found an old gas lantern. I lit it and saw her face again. At this moment, I knew that I was going to marry this girl. We waited out the storm and I continued to walk her home.
15: Travis, we don't need to tell anyone what happened, right? Something
5: happened?
4: (laughs) She continued to laugh, but I was serious. Did something just happen that I didn't know about? I continued to walk and look down. Oh my gosh, is that what she was talking about? Being embarrassed, I pulled my wet shirt down, but that didn't help the matter at all. I slowed my walk to get behind
0: her, but I kept seeing the hearts. I just stared at the muddy road. Oh, This is classic Travis. I don't know whether to laugh or feel sorry for you. You would have been laughing. But we got to her house, and-
15: Thank you for walking me home, Travis.
4: With that, she kissed me on the cheek. I told her I'd see her tomorrow, and walked home. While walking home, I was smiling and
5: felt lighter on my feet until- Hey, little brother. How was your first day in school? And why are you all wet? I walked a friend home. It started raining. Where is your jacket? Dad is going to beat you if he finds out you lost it on your first day. I I didn't
4: lose it. I, I, I just forgot to grab
5: it back. Grab it back? Did you give it to someone? Yes. Man, I would never give anything away. Well, come on. I'll race you home. With that, we started running.
4: I was a little faster than Jackson, so I was ahead of him until I felt his hand on my back pushing me. I lost my balance and fell face first in the mud. He laughed. <laughs> As he passed me and beat me home. I walked inside and...
7: Don't you dare take another step. I just cleaned the floors. Your are lucky Dad didn't see you. Quick, undress on the porch and get cleaned up.
4: I stripped off my clothes and ran inside the house. I got cleaned up and came downstairs where I saw Jackson and Mom going over the farm bank account records. Jackson was learning the money's management side of the business. Later that day, as I laid awake in bed, I could not help think about what I saw and the kiss that Becky gave me.
0: I'm sure that you were doing other things too. I know I would have been. Travis, I'm dying to know how you guys got together, but unfortunately, this is all the time we have for today. Tomorrow, why don't we pick up this story some more? Sounds good to me. All righty, folks. This story, I think, is just starting to get good. Let's pay the bills now. Do you ever feel lost in the woods?
10: Do you ever feel alone with nothing to do? Then book your stay at the Lazy Bear Lodge, a place that offers nothing but bugs and some of the doors don't even work. A place where you can leave it all behind. Lazy Bear Lodge is your place to kick back now. Taxes and shovels to very bodies. Not included press.
0: Thank you for joining us on the tale of Travis Clark. We will see you all tomorrow. Now on to traffic with the DJ Stuck. It's 8 a.m., people. It's time to change the channel. Welcome to Squawk Box Radio, the place where nothing real happens. And I care a little bit what you think about that. What's the weather like? It's raining. In today's weather, it's raining cats and dogs.
14: No, it's
1: not.
0: But not here. Here, the weatherman has said it's going to be bright and sunny.
1: No, it's not.
0: In other parts of the state... So, if you're leaving for work, you may or may not want to bring an umbrella. Where do we get our news from? I'm your host, STDJ, the DJ that just won't go away. Today our guest is still Travis Clark. Welcome back, Travis. Thank you. (laughs) You're the first person who has said thank you to me in a long time.
1: I say thank you to you every day.
0: Yeah, but that's for showing up. It doesn't count. Whatever. So anyways, Travis, where were we in our story?
14: We just got deployed.
0: Are you Travis? Let the man speak. Your producer
4: was correct. But if it is alright with you, I would like to begin later in my first
0: deployment. It's your story, man. We are just following you. Take us to wherever you want. Just hopefully not to the finish line yet. We have a long way to go to finish... We are all here for you, man. Lay it on us. Our ratings have never been this good. We could listen to your stories all the time. My stories are only a part of a much larger story. Are we in your story? You are now. Well, before we go into the story, we've got to pay the bills, man. I don't like it either, but we got to do it.
3: Have you seen those trees? You haven't. It's because Deuce cut them down or ran them over. If you're looking for tree chopping, bad driving, a constant state of confusion with your content... Then tune in to Deuce MS. After subscribing to Deuce's channel, all of your stress and worries will just melt away. So drop what you're doing, drop by, drop a like or comment. I'll see you there. Watching Deuce does not actually help with anything, it might actually lead to more stress and anxiety.
0: All right, it's story time then. There
4: is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. Well, my face may be
0: radio friendly, my story is not. Every story must find its audience. Well, Travis, you have an audience, and we're all waiting to hear your story.
4: I'll start my story here. The desert was hot and unforgiving. Sand was everywhere. It was midday. My squad was taking fire. We were running low on supplies. We thought we were goners. We were being flanked, and they were moving on to our location.
14: Go, go, go! Make a hole! Make a hole!
5: This ain't looking good! They're all around
1: us!
4: Easier to shoot that way.
16: Romeo 5, Romeo 5, this is Foxtrot Leader, over. This is Romeo 5, go ahead, over. Tango 3 is pinned down, they cannot get to your location go to rendezvous point bravo copy over fox truck command that is a negative i repeat
4: the negative we are locked down tighter than a farmer's daughter over oh Hang tight, then cover up. we have some
1: hogs and roof over
6: roger we'll button up the best we can over
4: tim nathan bruce get your asses over here We got some friendly inbound coming in high oh
14: i'm coming cover me I'm coming! Make room!
16: I'm coming in hot!
14: Where's Bruce? Haven't seen him!
16: Last time I saw him! Last time I saw him! He was over there by the building!
4: He was supposed to be over there. Damn it! (sighs) Cover me! I ain't leaving anyone behind.
14: Rover time. Hope you guys are covered up. ETA 30 seconds. Over. Bruce. Bruce. Crazy, man. What are you looking at, man? Dig! Dig. Oh Bruce, dude. Come on, man. Let's
4: go. I lifted Bruce up and I knew right away. I knew the difference of blood and sweat. I heard the brass falling. I did the only thing I could think of. I put Bruce's body on top of mine, and I got as thin as I could. The screaming was so loud. I didn't know what direction the screams were coming from. It came from everywhere. The hot brass burnt my skin as it touched me. I had no idea where anything was. I was surrounded by brass and death.
14: Dead man? No way he could have survived that. Don't say that, man.
6: At least he doesn't owe me any money.
14: Why are you always worried about money? Can't worry about what you don't
4: have. I opened my eyes and saw nothing but smoke and blood, my ears ringing. I could smell nothing but burning flesh. I'm over here, guys.
17: No way.
14: Goddamn Superman. Sit down, Travis. You're bleeding.
4: It's not mine.
5: How can you tell? You're covered in blood. Because
6: I'm alive.
4: Is Bruce? Yeah.
6: Damn man, he owed me money.
14: Again with the money.
16: Romeo 5 to Foxtrot Command, come in, over. Romeo 5, this is Foxtrot Command, glad you made it, over.
4: Foxtrot Command, 1KIA, moving to rendezvous now.
16: Romeo 5, roger that.
4: Find something we can make a sled with. It's no time to have fun. Listen, you want to carry him because he's heavy. I've got a plan. Good enough. Each of you grab a corner and let's get out of here.
0: I'm sorry. I. I gotta interrupt. How scared were you? I was
4: scared, but you don't have time to be scared. If you show fear, you're dead.
0: <laughs> I'm scared from listening to this.
4: Don't be afraid of being scared. To be scared is an indication of level-headedness. Only complete fools are not afraid of anything. I am many things, but I am not a fool. Please, continue. We drug Bruce across the desert until we got to our rendezvous.
16: Romeo 5 to Foxtrot Command. We are rendezvous. Bravo, over. Romeo 5, Foxtrot Command. Chopper inbound. Clear the LZ.
4: Roger that, Foxtrot Command. Romeo 5, signing off. Chopper's inbound. Clear the LZ. Bruce? He's fine. He's going home. When the chopper came and picked us up, we didn't say a word. We just looked at each other and then at Bruce, all of us thinking that could have been us. The chopper landed back at the camp and medics ran to the chopper, some looking at us and others taking Bruce away. We didn't care about the medics that were looking us over. We all snapped a salute as Bruce faded from our sight. After the medics cleared us, we all started walking back to our tent when-
16: Sergeant Clark, I need a moment of your time.
4: Turning around, my eyes gazed upon the meanest SOB you ever saw. I snapped to attention. Yes, sir. Quit the
16: shit, Travis. As I went to shake the man's hand, he just hugged me. Of all the desert spots in this godforsaken country, you have to be here. Nice to see you too, James. That's Foxtrot Command to you. You're leading this shit show now. Just got here yesterday. Last CEO got promoted. Well, congratulations, I guess. Man, I didn't want this. This is messed up all over, but now I know why. Hey now, I'm trying to fix it. There is no fixing this. This war is rigged. But anyways, man, get cleaned up. You look like hell. Smell worse than that, too. We'll catch up later. With that, I snapped back to
4: attention and saluted my friend. He smiled and gave me a half salute. I felt better now that he was here. I went back into the tent where Tim and Nathan belted me with
14: questions. Who was that Travis? I don't want to hug officers. That is not my army. Did you guys kiss?
6: Don't ask, don't tell.
4: Guys chill. James and I went to basic and infantry school together. When the towers came down, he enrolled in the Green for Gold program. He knows more about this stuff than I do. He's a commander that I can follow.
14: It's good enough for me. If you trust him, we don't play poker with him. I'm
4: going to leave this hellhole broke. Come on, we got reports to fill out. No, you got reports to fill
10: out. I got money to lose.
4: With that, I walked out of the tent, found a nice pile of sandbags to lean against and filled out paperwork. One of the most exciting jobs in the army knowing by the time I turned it in, it was already obsolete. Later that night, I laid in my cot thinking about Becky, wondering what she was doing. Was she okay?
0: Was I okay? Damn, Travis, you know how to tell a story. It's like we were there. Unfortunately, we are at the end of time again today.
4: Don't worry, I'll be back tomorrow, unless you
0: guys don't want me anymore. Are you crazy? Don't don't answer that. The people want to hear this story. The phone lines were lighting up the entire time you were talking. I, I just didn't want to stop you. But there you have it, folks. Travis will be back here tomorrow. I personally cannot wait. We will take phone calls tomorrow. But for now, on to the sound of silk with your host, E.J. Smooth. it is. It's 8 a.m., people. It's time to turn up the volume. Welcome to Squawk Box Radio, the place where nothing real happens, and I'm starting to care what you think about that. Today in the news, couple injured in quest for water inexplicably went uphill. Tight end returns after colon surgery. Do not resuscitate orders put people at greater risk of death babies to blame for population growth. We seriously can't get better news than that. I'm your host, STD J, the DJ that will not go away even if you take medication. Today our guest is still Travis Clark. Welcome back, Travis. I need to get my own parking place soon. Did you drive? No, I walked. I'm sure that our producer could pick you up. He doesn't do anything anyways. Hey, Bill. It's okay. I like walking. I'm used to it. Well, we will get ready to begin right after these messages, so start calling now and get your questions in.
5: Need a new car? Ready for an upgrade? Then come to Mechanics Delight. You name it, we've got it. From pickups to cars and four-wheelers to work trucks. We've got the best and only deals in town. You won't believe these prices. Come on down and let's make a deal. Williams Mechanics Delight, your only place to get a ride. Tax fees and pin costs may apply.
2: Do you like watching a channel where no one knows what's going on? Where variety is all over the place because I'd rather be a little weird than all boring? Then tune in to Bone13's channel where after you show up and stay a while, you will be more confused about life and gameplay. Come in and sit down. Relax and yell at your screen because Bone is going to do something wrong. Bone may actually do something right or funny, but it's not guaranteed.
0: We are back. The weather may or may not be good in your area, but with Travis here, I'm sure that we will at least put a smile on your face. Let's go to the phones. Caller, you're on the air. This is a reminder that your auto insurance. Come on, seriously. Caller, you're on the air. Yes, when did Travis and Becky start dating? Good question, caller. Travis, how about it? I can tell that story. Hang on, caller. Our producer will speak to you and gather your information because you have won a prize. You've won a brand new car. Joking. Joking. You want a bumper sticker to put on your old car, so hang on.
1: Loser.
0: So, Travis, we already know how you two met, but let's hear how you two hooked up. We know that Becky is a wild woman, so this ought to be good.
4: We started dating in high school, sophomore year. I was a big thing in school. I was
0: already playing varsity football and baseball. Let me guess, you were the quarterback, and a pitcher, and she was a cheerleader. I can picture it now. Go, Travis, go! Go deep! Put it right down the middle, hit that sweet spot!
4: No, that's not right at all. I played linebacker in football, and I was the center fielder in baseball. And she was the school yearbook photographer. Well, there goes my fantasy
0: then. But then again, being a photographer... You have a weird mind. You're
14: just now noticing this?
0: Okay, so we have Travis as the star linebacker and center fielder, and Becky is the photographer. I can't wait to hear this. Take it away, Travis.
4: Like I said, it was sophomore year.
0: Everyone was
4: at the football game. The crowd was loud, the lights were on, and it was game time. We were down in the game. The coach calls me over.
14: Travis, hook nine, lead. Travis, that quarterback, we're doing better on the ground.
4: You got it, coach. I ran back onto the field. Okay, boys, boys, need to stop right here. Hawk nine blitz. Lock up that receiver, Chad. You got it. You just do your magic and put that sucker down. All right. Everyone knows what to do. Break. With that, we all got into our positions. And once the center snapped the ball, I saw an opening and took off after the quarterback. He started to scramble and took off near the sideline. I was right behind him. When I caught up to him, I drove my shoulder into his back and drove him out of bounds. But also right onto Becky, who could not get out of the way. She took the force of two men, smashing into her. Oh man, that is not what I was expecting to hear. After the play was done, I got next to her and said, Becky, you okay?
15: Did we win?
4: Becky, you just got trucked. Are you okay?
15: I think I'm okay.
4: With that, she tried to stand and fell into my arms.
15: I don't feel so good.
4: Just rela- With that, she threw up all over the front of me and passed
0: out. <laughs> oh, this story is so good. Please, more, more. We've got to have more. I safely guided her back to
4: the grass where the medical team was there now. Is she going to be okay?
5: She will be fine. We got her. But you might want to change your jersey.
14: Travis, hurry up and go change. We need you on the field.
4: I ran back to the locker room and grabbed another jersey and without even thinking threw the other in my locker. I ran back out onto the field and finished the game. We ended up winning that game and afterwards I looked for Becky to see where she might have been. I saw the medics and asked,
10: What happened to Becky?
5: She was fine. Her parents picked her up. Gave her a really good shiner.
4: Knowing this now, I ran back to the locker room to change, but then I realized my mistake of throwing my puke-covered jersey in the locker. All my clothes smelled of puke. I removed my pads and carefully put them in my locker while putting all of my other clothes in a bag. I on my sliding shorts, the jersey I was wearing, and my cleats, and took off to Becky's
0: place to see if there was anything I could do. I know a few things you should have done. A shower and clean clothes just to start. Maybe some mouthwash? There was no time for that.
4: When I got to her house, I thought to myself, what do I even say? Hi, I'm Travis, the guy who plowed you. That probably would have been better than what I said. I got there, knocked on the door, and when it opened, she was standing there. Holy crap, Becky. You're a lucky girl. With that many bruises, somebody would think you fell under a truck.
15: Thanks, Travis.
4: I'm so sorry, Becky. Are you okay? I feel so bad. If there's anything I can do, please.
15: Well, I sprained my wrist. How good are you at taking photographs?
4: I have no idea. Never took photos, really.
15: Well, tomorrow we are going to find out.
4: Deal. I'll see you tomorrow, then. With that, I turned away and began to walk home.
15: Nice shorts, but don't wear those tomorrow.
4: Up until now, I forgot there was a hole in the back. I felt embarrassed, but I still smiled. Yeah, right. Sorry
0: about that.
15: Don't worry. I'll make a man out of you yet.
0: Whoa, what a day. You got puked on and you just showed Becky your butt cheek. What more could happen to you? I went
4: home and Jackson was packing to go to college.
5: Hey, little brother. How'd the game go?
4: Jackson was oblivious to what I was wearing. We won.
5: Nice. Maybe you can keep it up so Mom and Dad don't have to pay for college like they are with me.
4: That's a long time away. Maybe I won't go, or maybe I'll go to community college. That way I can stay around here.
5: Why would you want to stay? I can't wait to leave this place.
4: That's you, though. Like I said, I have a couple of years left to decide.
5: If I were you, I'd leave. You'll be back. Not if I can help it.
4: When are you heading out?
5: Tomorrow morning. First
10: thing.
4: I have plans tomorrow morning, so I guess this is goodbye then. Yep. Nice and sentimental, Jackson. You'll be fine in college.
5: I'm just looking to ruin my part of the world.
4: Good night, Jackson. Good luck. With that, I went to my room and went to bed. When I woke, the house was empty. Mom, Dad, Jackson, and Hunter were all gone. There was a note on the table.
7: There's leftovers in the fridge. Clean your room. We will be back later tonight.
4: Well, looks like I'm by myself. I better hurry and get over to Becky's. When I got there, she was already outside waiting. The swelling had gone down a bit, but she had bruises all over. I knew she felt like crap.
15: about time you got here. I've been waiting for five minutes.
4: One thing I learned about
0: Becky was that she was never late. She didn't like it when others were late. Can she train some women on that? Man, I've waited hours for women to get ready sometimes. But I have to admit, most of the time it was worth the wait. I'm sorry,
4: I didn't know we agreed on a time. I thought I said morning only.
15: Well, morning is almost done, so you are late. Come on. We got work to do. Here's the camera. We are going to practice taking photographs today. That way, you'll be snapping good photographs in no time.
4: You sure you want me to do this? I'm not, as you would say, artistic.
15: Everyone can be, they just choose not to be. We will start with something simple. Take that tree over there. What do you see? A tree? Look closer. Look through the trees.
4: I don't have x-ray vision. How can I see through a tree? With that, she got really close to me. I could feel her breathe.
15: Let me help you. Hold the camera like you're taking a photo. What is it focusing on?
4: She was so close to me, it was like I could feel her heart pump the blood through her veins. A tree?
15: Take it out of focus and tell me what you see.
4: Okay, hold on. I was getting nervous. What was she looking at? Then I saw it. I see the morning dew, the mist rising in the air, and I see a deer grazing on grass on the
15: hillside. There you go. Sometimes you have to look past the big object in the way to see the beauty behind it.
4: I stared through the lens for minutes watching the world I'd never seen before. Then I felt a hand grab mine.
15: Come on, we got more to take.
4: Okay. It was all I could mutter. We walked to a creek down the road. She took off her shoes and walked in.
15: Come on. Where
4: are we going? You'll see. We crossed the creek, put our shoes back on, and walked into a meadow that was full of flowers and butterflies. I didn't even know this place
0: existed, it was so beautiful. And you grabbed her and passionately kissed her right, expressing your undying longing to be with her.
4: No, but that did turn out later to be our spot.
15: You see, beauty is all around us. Every living thing is beautiful, if you look at it, right?
4: There's so much I didn't know about you.
15: There is so much that you are now just understanding.
4: What should I take a picture of first?
15: Follow your heart. Let the camera be your eyes.
4: What if I don't have a heart?
15: Even Frankenstein had a heart, Travis.
4: With that, I started to look around. Should I take a photo of the flowers, the butterflies? I couldn't decide. But then I saw it. I lifted up the camera and took my shot.
15: Did you take one? Yes, I did. Let me see.
4: With that, she got up and walked over to me, and with the strap still around my neck, she grabbed the camera and looked and saw my picture.
15: Travis, I, I don't know what to think about this one.
4: I followed your instructions. Uh, did I do it wrong? I'm sorry, Becky. I'll take it- Shut an- up,
15: Travis. You did exactly what I said.
4: With that, she looked up at me, stared right into my eyes, got on her tippy toes and planted a kiss on my lips. I froze. I didn't know how to react. I swear, my heart skipped a beat.
15: Come on. I want to show you something.
4: She took my hand again and we walked through the meadow. She never let go of my hand. We didn't talk. I think we were both trying to figure out what to say. We got up to a hill.
15: Travis, this is my special spot. I've never taken anyone here before.
4: You could see half of the farms in the area here. It was weird looking down on everything.
15: Do you like it?
4: I... 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 I froze. I didn't want to disappoint her. Then I felt a squeeze on my hand, forgetting that I was still holding hers.
15: It's okay, Travis. Let it out.
4: I love it. With that, she squeezed my hand more and I looked down and saw something I never saw before. I saw my future. Becky, I think-
15: I know. I feel it too.
4: For the first time, I remembered. I squeezed her hand back and she looked up at me and smiled. I leaned in closer and kissed her. After what felt like a long time, we broke our embrace. Becky, does this mean that-
15: Yes, it does. Don't go screwing it up.
4: We walked back towards our home and she took the camera back from me.
15: Smile, Travis.
4: What are you doing?
15: Remembering.
4: I hope I don't break it.
15: Shut up. Want to see it?
4: I guess. With that, I walked towards her and looked at the camera. She kissed my cheek before I could say anything. I didn't get to see it. You will. Years later, those pictures that we took that day
0: were on our walls in our bedroom.
4: Believe it or not, she took a really good picture.
0: Wow, that story did not go the way I thought it was going to go. There is more to that story, though. Travis, I hate to do this to you, but we're going to have to pick this up again on Monday. Can you be here? Yes, I will be here. We will pick up this story again then. I feel there is something major coming. There is. No spoilers now. Okay, maybe a little spoiler. No, no, no. Becky is the tease, not you. I want to thank you, Travis, for coming in. We will continue this next week. Let's go to DJ Pulp, and he will talk about his fantastic world of cardboard. Who cares about cardboard? time it is it's 8 a.m people it's time to crank up that volume welcome to squawk box radio the place where nothing real happens and i care what you think about it now today in the news 17 remain dead in a morgue killing spree the bra celebrates a pair of historical events today police need your help with missing pigs say they like to play with straw and sticks wolf at large Scientists claim that bugs flying around with wings are flying bugs. I give up. I'm your host, STD-J, the DJ that will not go away, even if you take medication. Today our guest is still Travis Clark. Welcome back, Travis. It's good to be here. You're becoming a regular on this show, Travis. I'm sure with everyone listening, your popularity in town is skyrocketing. Nope, I'm still the same Travis. You don't have people running up to you screaming and wanting autographs or wanting to take pictures with you?
4: I keep to myself mostly. I never seek fame. I do what I believe is right.
0: Well, right about now is a good time for a commercial break.
13: Do you ever feel like you're spending too much time looking for the right tool? Have you ever just wanted to buy an animal for no reason whatsoever? Then come on down to Annette's General Store. Annette's General Store is filled with items that you just can't live without, from simple buckets and bags of feed to high-tech gizmos that tell whether or not your eggs are fertile. that's General Store. If you have money, you are bound to buy useless items here. And that is not responsible for any Los animals once purchase. If you are not fast, don't buy them.
0: And we are back, people. In the studio today is, you know it, Travis. So, Travis, where we left off on Friday was that you and Becky just started to be a couple. And you were puked on, flashed Becky your butt, and Jackson was leaving for college. Did I leave anything out? No, I think you got the highlights. So let's continue the tale of Travis and Becky.
4: Later that year, the start of the baseball season, Becky and I have been dating for a couple of months now, and things are going good. She opened up my eyes to see a different world than I saw before. She got me reading poetry, and I was really getting
0: into history. I bet she opened a lot of things up for you. And often.
4: She opened her heart, if that is what you are referring to.
0: I was thinking about something a little lower, but yeah, we'll go with heart. Anyways, it was the start
4: of baseball, and we were at practice.
14: See if you can hit this one, man. You gotta throw a strike first. Here it comes.
4: Chad threw the ball. I could tell it was a curve by the rotation of the ball. I sat back on it and swung, making solid contact and drove the ball over the fence. <laughs>
5: You got lucky!
4: Try it again. You'll know what's coming. Give me your best pitch. That was my best
14: pitch! Come on, you scared? (laughs) Alright, here it comes!
4: I gripped the bat and got ready. The pitch came in, it was inside. I cleared my hips and swung the bat again, sending this one over the fence.
14: Remember when we were young and I used to strike you out? I was trying to make you feel good. Gee, thanks buddy! Travis, come here. I
4: went over to see what the coach wanted.
14: Travis, I wanted to meet Mr. Niles.
4: Nice to meet you, Mr. Niles.
14: Mr. Niles here is a scout for Southern University. He came here to watch Greg play. Well, he's got his eyes on you. Coach. He likes what he's seeing. You keep it up, maybe you could get out of this town,
7: play some ball.
4: I'll try my best.
7: Now go back to practice take the field.
4: With that, I put my bat away and grabbed my glove and ran out to center field. I was nervous, excited, but then I remembered what Becky told me. Take three deep breaths and count to 10. I focused in and Chad was up to bat.
14: You ain't gonna get me out.
4: The pitch came in and Chad hit it deep right center. I tracked the ball and ran in a line to get it. I got to the warning track, felt the wall and jumped as high as I could. When I came back down, The ball was in my glove.
14: No way, man! How?
4: I threw the ball back in. Chad couldn't believe it. The rest of the practice seemed to go like a blur. I was running, diving, and throwing runners out. It was like I could do nothing wrong. Was Becky there to see you? No. She didn't go to the practice as usually. She was usually doing schoolwork or babysitting my younger brother.
0: Oh, come on. She's a babysitter, too? My fantasies are running wild now.
4: She would only babysit when my parents had to go to town. My mom was pregnant and she was seeing the doctor quite often. In fact, last month, she was put on bed rest. We finished up with practice and the scout said to me,
14: Kid, I like what
9: you got. I've talked to your coach here. He says you're the best player on the team. I'm going to make some phone calls
14: and let's say we talk to your folks next week about you playing some ball for us.
4: Yes, sir. That would be great. With that, the scout walked away. It was the last time I ever saw him or the baseball field again. Wait, what? I went home and told Becky about the practice.
15: I can't believe it, Travis. I'm so excited for you. You're not going to leave me behind, are you?
4: Becky, we have to graduate high school first. But no, I'm not leaving you. Maybe you can come with me. With that, the phone rang. Hello, Clark residence.
6: Travis. I'm not coming home tonight. They're going to induce labor on your mom. I'm staying here to be with her.
4: Okay, dad. I love you.
6: There is some money on my dresser. Order some pizza if you want.
4: With that he hung up. I guess I'm going to be a brother again.
15: Your family's getting big, Travis. One day i like a family of my own. One day.
4: Well, you're getting practice babysitting my brothers.
15: I'm sure that being a mother is different though.
4: I'm sure that you'll make a great mom one day. I kissed her and walked back to the phone and ordered a pizza. Becky stayed as long as she could. She played with Hunter and once we put Hunter to bed, we curled up on the couch and watched TV. I don't remember what was on, but then the phone rang. Hello, Clark residence.
6: Travis, your mom, she didn't make it. She's. Gone. She's. Dead. Hearing that,
4: I fell to the floor.
15: Travis, what's wrong?
4: Still holding the phone to my
6: face. What. About. He's fine. Healthy. Baby boy. His name is Earl.
4: Becky had no idea what was going on. She sat down on the floor next to me and held me tight. She knew something was wrong, but didn't know what. What
6: should I do? Take care of Hunter. I'll be home in the morning.
4: With that, he hung up. I stayed there motionless, still holding the phone. Travis? It's… it's my mom. She's dead.
15: Oh Travis, I'm so sorry. I'm here for you.
4: With that, we both sat on the floor holding each other. Not a word was spoken. We didn't move. We sat there for hours. She never left my side until there was a knock on the door. I got up and answered the door. It was Mrs. Williams.
15: Becky, you're late. I say farewell and let's go. Mom, Travis's mom just passed. Travis, are you
17: okay?
4: I'll be fine, Mrs. Williams. You can take Becky home. My dad will be back in the morning.
11: Are you sure that you're okay?
4: I'll be fine. Goodbye, Becky. I'll talk to you later.
5: Travis, if you need anything, you make sure to call.
11: Becky, I'll wait for you in the car.
4: With that, Mrs. Williams walked out the door. I stood there with my head down.
11: It'll be
15: all right, Travis.
4: With that, she gave me a hug and kiss on the cheek. She turned around and walked towards the door. When she opened the door, she turned and said,
15: I'll come over tomorrow, okay? We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to.
4: Thank you, Becky. I remember sitting down in a chair and then it was morning. I can't tell you if I slept or not. Later that morning, my dad arrived.
6: Travis, how was everything? Fine, Dad. Did you check on the chickens or pigs yet? Not yet. There is more work to be done. No time to feel sorry. Has Hunter eaten yet?
4: Yeah, I gave him a bowl of cereal. Good. Hey, Dad? Yeah. Never mind. I walked out the door, never telling him about baseball or what Mrs. Williams had said. I fed the chickens and collected the eggs, fed and watered the pigs. As I looked out past the pasture, I tried to remember. Looked past the big thing in a way. But I couldn't.
0: All I saw was mom. Travis, I'm touched. Your story is filled with so much emotion. Your day was filled with so much joy and then grief. What happened with baseball, though?
4: I knew that dad would need help. With Jackson off at college and now two little ones at home, I talked to the coach and told him to tell the scout I'm done. And just like that, I never played sports again.
0: Did your dad ever find out about the scout? Never. Damn, Travis. (laughs) You are some type of man. But my producer is telling me that it's time to wrap things up. Is there anything else that the people need to know?
4: It will all be told.
0: Just give it time. I trust you, Travis. Thank you. Well, folks, that's a wrap. Tune in next time for more of this story. And now on to a word from our sponsor, and then to... um, Who cares? I'm out of here. Many people
6: ask this age old question. What happens to me when I die? Here at Shady Acres, we take care of your loved ones. And your not-so-loved ones we make sure that they are given the proper burial and we have lots of burial options available from fine oak coffins, metal pine boxes cardboard and double line garbage bags we can give whatever your loved ones desire <sighs> Located right off the freeway, next to the toxic dump site for easy, quick unloading of your loved ones. Come to Shady Acres for all your disposals or funeral needs. We are open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Next time you stop by, try our express options. If you're in a hurry, to let your loved ones start their afterlife
10: experience.
0: I know you know what time it is. It's 8 a.m., baby. It's time to crank that volume up to 11. Welcome to Squawk Box Radio, the place where nothing real happens, and I do care what you people think about that. I really do. Today in the news, planes are being forced to land at airports. I mean, come on. Where else are they supposed to land? That's it. I'm making up my own news. Today in the weather, Open up your own damn window. Are you hot or cold? Are you wet or dry? That's the freaking weather, people. Traffic. If you're moving in traffic, traffic is good. If you're not, traffic is bad. In sports. If you're happy, your team probably won. If you're sad, they probably lost. There now. On with the show. But for some reason, Travis is not here yet.
14: He said he would be a little late. Remember?
0: Oh yeah, he didn't talk to me. I'm sorry. So, people, how is your day going? He's here. Oh, thank God. I didn't know what to do today. Quickly get him in the studio. Sorry I'm late. I was at the cemetery. Visiting your mom? And my dad. The bombs just keep on dropping here, folks. Well, we haven't gotten to that part of the story yet. Travis, get yourself ready because you just dropped a bomb on us and now we have to hear it. But after these messages.
11: For a great evening out, there's no place like Aunt Lottie's Leftover Cafe. Located on historic Highway 178, right next to the local hazardous waste disposal site, the Leftover Cafe is a truly unique dining experience. There are no printed menus, but our courteous and professional staff will help guide you in your dining choices. The Leftover Cafe features cuisine from some of the finest dining establishments in the area. And it's served piping hot on our trademark Melmac dinner plates. Aunt Lottie's chefs are highly trained, and they're experts in combing the neighborhood to find the finest culinary cuisine for your dining pleasure. Aunt Lottie's Leftover Cafe is not responsible for any medical issues you have from eating our food.
0: And we are back. I'm your host, you know who I am, and of course you know our guest. Welcome home, Travis. What did you just say? Welcome home. (sighs) Travis, are you ready to begin your story about your father's death? since we had no idea when this happened or how. Was it recent?
4: It wasn't recent. I just got back
0: from a deployment, and Becky and I were in the yard playing with our daughter. All right. Again, another bomb. People, Travis is blowing us up today. It's bomb after bomb so far. I'm sorry we are jumping around so much. It's just the way the story works. It's okay. So you and your hot, sexy wife were outside playing patty cake.
12: Look out, Travis. She's coming towards you. She's going to get you.
4: Not if I get her first.
12: Be careful, honey.
4: She's fine. Oh
6: no, she's got me. Help! Help! Medic! Medic! I need a medic. I'm going down.
4: Honey, can you get that? I'm being attacked. Hello?
12: Okay. Hold on. It's your grandfather, Travis. He has to talk with you.
4: Can you take her then?
12: He'll be right with you. I got you. You little monster.
4: (laughs) Hello? I'm good, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Understood. Thank you, sir. What was it? I need to go home. What happened? There was an accident. My dad is dead. The funeral is in three days. I gotta tell my CO. Honey, I'll be right back. Travis. I'm fine, Becky. I'll be back soon. I drove to my CO's house and filled out all the appropriate paperwork. Went back home and told Becky to pack up. We leave in an hour. We boarded the military hop and landed at the closest military base and drove until night to get to the farm. Becky, wake up. We're here.
12: What? We are here already? How fast were you going?
4: Fast enough. I think someone's up. The light is on. As I walked up to the house, I sensed that I really didn't belong here. I mean, sure, I grew up here, but this wasn't my home anymore. I got to the door and without even thinking, I knocked.
17: Doors open. Come on in. Travis, is that you? Is the army feeding you okay?
4: The army's feeding me just fine, Grandma. I brought someone with me.
12: Hi, Grandma.
17: Is that-
4: Yes.
12: Is there some place I can lay her down?
17: Oh, yes. Darling, there's an extra crib upstairs I got ready.
4: Becky went upstairs to put our child to bed, knowing that she would be up in a couple of hours. How are you doing?
17: Oh, I'm fine, dear. What are you doing awake at this hour? Oh, I couldn't sleep. I didn't want to wake your grandfather, so I came into the kitchen. I saw headlights. So I figured that it had to have been you or Jackson.
4: Jackson's not here yet?
17: No. No, he had something going on at work and said he'd try to make it later. Mm. He tries, dear. He tries. How's grandpa taking this? Oh, you know him. He's a lot like you. The world still has to turn. But you're probably tired, and you should find that wife of yours and get some sleep. We'll talk more in the morning. Okay. Travis? Yes? It's good to have you back. Night, Grandma. Sweet dreams, dear.
4: I walked upstairs and found Becky asleep in a rocking chair holding our child close. I picked both of them up and laid them in the bed. Found a blanket and I sat in the chair, staring at Becky and our little one. I dozed off and was awakened by a noise downstairs. I got up noticing that Becky and the child were gone. I threw on some clothes and ran downstairs.
12: About time, sleepyhead.
17: I guess I was more tired than I thought. Good morning, sweetie. There's pancakes and eggs over on the stove if you're hungry just need some coffee first. Now that you're up, Becky and I are gonna go for a little walk around the farm and see what grandpa's doing. Okay.
12: Keep an eye
4: on- I got her. I stayed there in the kitchen and drank my coffee. It was so peaceful here. I picked up Kelly and took her outside and we sat on the porch. She sat in my lap and was pointing to the pigs, giving her best pig sounds. I smiled and oinked back at her. She laughed and I was happy. Until I remembered why we were there. I picked her up and walked over to the fence. I told Kelly, I put this up. She touched the post and said, Dad. I never thought about it, but yeah, that post was like my dad hard, firm, doing a job, showing signs of wear and tear, but still standing tall. I couldn't help but see my dad in everything I looked at. I hoped that one day, Kelly could look at me the same way. We stayed there another night, and in the following morning, we all got ready to go to the church.
12: You almost ready?
4: I've been ready for the last hour.
12: Is Kelly ready?
4: She's ready. She's downstairs with my sisters. I'm glad they came, at least.
12: Jackson still has time to show.
4: He isn't coming. People have never been his strength.
12: But it's his own father's funeral.
4: I'm sure that he sent flowers to the church. Probably made a donation too. That's his way of doing enough.
3: So how do I look?
4: Mrs. Clark, you look beautiful. Let's go and get this over with, shall we?
12: Are your grandparents going to be okay?
4: No parents should ever bury their child, but they will be fine.
12: What's going to happen to Earl and Hunter?
4: Grandma and Grandpa will keep them at the farm and raise them here.
12: They are so young.
4: They'll be fine. We all got downstairs and piled in our vehicles and drove to the church. We all took our seats. I saw the flowers that Jackson bought. They were nice, but he never showed. Dad was laying in a closed coffin right in front of us. The girls were already starting to cry pastor started to talk.
9: God made a farmer. In Genesis 2, 8 and 15, we read that God planted a garden in Eden. In the East, he had put the man that he had formed, and God put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. God made a farmer, and in fact, that very first man that was ever created was a farmer. Archie was one of God's farmers. He was fortunate. He had neighbors who respected him and counted on him, and family that loved him, and knew that he loved them. This was Archie. God made the farmer. God made the first farmer in Adam. And people who are smart enough to know it, know that farmers are the backbone of society. Someone once said, once in a while, you will need a doctor or a lawyer. Or a policeman. But every day, three times a day, you'll need a farmer. So God made a farmer."
4: The pastor continued on with his sermon. The audience was silent, just a crying noise here and there. I held Becky's hand and she would squeeze it every now and then. I could tell she was trying to remain strong. Whether it was for me or for our daughter Kelly, I don't know. But she never shed a tear.
9: In Philippians 4 8-9, God tells us, fill your minds with things that are good and deserve praise. Things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and honorable. Put in practice what you've learned and received from me, both my words and from my actions and the God who gives us peace will be with you. I believe that Archie was of those characteristics during his journey through life. Those characteristics now lead him to a place of light, happiness, and peace. I believe we call that place Heaven.
4: The funeral ended and we went to the cemetery afterwards and watched my dad get lowered next to mom. We went back to the farm afterwards and told our stories. We laughed, some cried, and later that night started driving back to the airport. Becky?
12: Yes, honey?
4: I know the timing might not be right, but I'm re-enlisting. There's a ranger school that I've been accepted to go to. I'll be gone for a while. I don't know how much I'll be able to talk to you during school.
12: Are you leaving me behind?
4: Just because I'm moving ahead with my life doesn't mean I'm letting go of everything that came before. You and Kelly are a part of me. I'm not leaving you behind. In my experience, I've found that you can never have too much information.
12: As long as you come back to me, do what you have to do.
4: I'll always come back. Always. With that, we drove all night and got to the airport and flew back home never realizing that with her, I was always home. She was
0: my home. Travis, my man, your stories are starting to get to me. I think the next story has to be a little brighter. My producer is over there sobbing like a little child. No, I'm not. I saw you. Don't deny it. But anyways, Travis, we will have to pick this up again tomorrow. Are you available? I'm available. Do you not work or something? I'm retired. I haven't found
4: the right second job for me yet.
0: Well, this place is cheap, so I know there is no work here.
14: Coming from the guy that just got a raise.
0: Ignore him, Travis. But folks, this is where we end it off today. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another part of Travis's life. I don't have any idea who's next, but I can tell you it's not going to be as good as this. Let's pay the bills, and I will be back tomorrow. Thank you, Travis. (laughs) Many people Asked this ain't all question. Nope, not doing that one. Sorry folks.
10: Nintendo games are massive hits full of lore, great stories, and undiscovered secrets. If you would like to learn more about the history and hidden treasures about these games, then take a look at Plaid's channel. Watching Plaid, you might not discover anything new, and you might just wonder what you watched. He might actually be working on a video now but probably not
0: I know you know what time it is. It's 8 a.m., baby. It's time to crank that volume up to 11. Welcome to Squawk Box Radio, the place where nothing real happens, and I do care what you people think about that. I really do. Today in the news... Moms urging their kids to move closer, federal agents raid gun shop find guns, that's a news story. Meteorites found to be from space. And in health. Wearing shoes can result in fewer foot injuries. Wow. Okay. Now on with the show. We are here people and in the studio today is you guessed it, Travis. So Travis where we left off yesterday on a very somber note, so today let's not talk about death if we can avoid it. How about it? Okay, no death today, but there is more death that has to be told. Oh, come on, man, your mother and father are already dead. We can't take much more. Why don't we talk about you starting your military life? No one dies there, do they?
4: No, everyone stays alive.
0: Okay, let's start there then. But after these messages...
2: Do you like watching a channel where no one knows what's going on? Where variety is all over the place because I'd rather be a little weird than all boring? And tune in to Bone13's channel where after you show up and stay a while, you will be more confused about life and gameplay. Come in and sit down. Relax and yell at your screen because Bone is going to do something wrong. Bone may actually do something right or funny, but it's not guaranteed.
0: And we are back, people. The phones are quickly lighting up, so let's go before we have to talk to anyone. We are a talk show. Shut up. Take some messages and we can answer them later. He might answer their questions anyway.
4: I just finished high school and shipped out to boot camp, leaving the world I knew behind again.
14: Okay, you maggots! Get your asses off this bus and get your feet into those footprints! No lollyganging around my area! Move it! Move it!
16: You don't have to be so pushy.
14: What did you say? Nothing. That's nothing, Drill Sergeant.
16: Yes, Drill Sergeant.
14: What did you say? Yes, Drill Sergeant. Look to your left and then to your right. You're going to become closer to these men than your own mother. You will learn to rely on these men or you will come home in a body bag. You want to be a soldier?
4: The drill sergeant was looking right at me. Yes, drill sergeant.
14: Say it like you got a pair. Yes, drill sergeant. Now that's what a soldier is supposed to sound like.
4: We did our in-processing and marched to our barracks. I shared a bunk with James. There were so many people here. Some looked like they would make it and others didn't. We didn't have much time to make friends right away.
14: All right, men. Put on your PT gear. It's a good day to go for a run. Every day is a good day to go for a run!
4: We hurried up and put on our PT gear and ran outside. The Drill Sergeant pulled me aside.
14: What's your name, soldier? Private Clark, Drill Sergeant. I'm making you a squad leader, Private Clark. Don't disappoint me.
4: Failure's not in me, Drill Sergeant.
14: A man learns nothing from winning all the time. The act of losing, however, can elicit great wisdom, not least of which is how much more enjoyable It is to win! It's inevitable to lose now and again. The trick is not to make a habit of it.
4: I don't like to lose, Drill Sergeant.
14: You will,
1: though.
4: With that, we went on a run. A lot of people were dropping back. I dropped back to assist them in any way I could. Come on, pick it up. You can do it. No. I can't. Come on, suck it up. Keep pushing. Let that pain escape your body. But it hurts. Life is pain. You have the choice to suck it up and move or quit. Are you a quitter?
16: I'm no quitter.
4: Then catch up then. You can do it. James struggled, but he caught up. He was in pain. I knew that he would struggle with training. I knew he would need my help. I started helping him out. I remember one time at the ranch.
14: Okay, men. It's time to make killers out of you. Well, some of you anyways. Today, we are going to give you live ammo. Private Clark here's gonna shoot first. Show us what you got, Private.
4: I laid down in the prone position and aimed the rifle downfield. The drill sergeant gave me a magazine and I loaded it up into the rifle and focused my breathing and settled myself down. I looked downfield and squeezed the trigger. I hit the bullseye.
14: Do it again, Private.
4: I controlled my breathing and took aim and fired again. I hit the bullseye again.
14: Very good, Private Clark. Now you see, if he can do it, you can do it too. It's easier than it looks. You just point and shoot, really. In battle, we answer failure with the only thing suitable, death.
4: We spent the morning at the range. Some targets were actually hit, and some people, it was the first time they ever fired a weapon. I looked at my squad. I knew I had my work cut out. James really needed work.
16: Hey, Travis, I need some help. I know, but don't worry, we got this. How are you so good? How does this come so naturally? Don't worry about that. I'll get
4: you as good as me.
16: I want to be better.
4: You have to learn to walk before you can fly.
16: I see this taking a while. It won't be that bad. I'm a good teacher. Good, because I'm a bad student. Come on, you can't be that bad. I'm going to
4: make you work. James and I got close. I helped him out and he surprisingly got really good. In fact, he got better than me in a lot of areas. He became a really good soldier. It wasn't long before we were both fighting for the top spot. I could still beat him in marksmanship and in physical, but he was beating me on
0: everything else. Is this the same James who later became your commanding officer? Yes, it is. He was good. I'm sure there is more to tell there, but we promised
4: no death today. Not today. We graduated basic training. I was first in my class and James was second. It was now off to AIT. We were about to become infantrymen.
0: How long was basic training and then your advanced training?
4: Basic was 10 weeks and AIT was
0: 12 weeks. Was James in the same class at AIT then?
4: Yes, he was. We spent half a year together before we got split up.
0: Travis, what can you tell us about AIT?
4: Not much, really. We trained a lot, had a couple weekends off, but in the military, you really don't have time off. You're either writing letters, cleaning something, or just trying to catch up on sleep. We were always on the move. We marched or ran everywhere. See that hill over there? Let's go run to it. Why? Because we could. You spoke of letters. Did Becky write you? Every day. Have you ever tried to plan a wedding over writing letters? It's not fun, but we did it.
0: So you and Becky got married then?
4: Once I graduated from AIT, we got married.
0: You look really sharp, son.
6: I'm proud of you. Thank you, Dad. Son, I want you to have this. I know it's not much, but it has value. No one can measure. With that,
4: he gave me his watch,
6: but it's a reminder that you will never get time back. Time is a gift. You can't speed it up or slow it down. You have to do your best in time that you're given. Don't waste it.
4: He gave me a hug and walked out of the room to where I was getting ready. I looked at the old worn down watch and put it on my wrist. Then I walked into the church and awaited my bride. Moments later, the organ was playing, and I saw the most beautiful woman start walking down the aisle with her dad. My heart skipped, and I gasped for air. Her dad approached, and the pastor said,
9: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to witness these two creatures of God become one in holy matrimony. We have come together in the presence of God to witness the joining together of this man and woman in this bond of marriage marriage is not to be entered lightly but soberly and deliberately and is reverent fear of god travis and becky thank you for joining them in this very special day to whom gives this woman a way to be wed
4: i do with that she walked and grabbed my arm as we stood in front of the pastor
9: in first corinthians thirteen 8 we read, love is patient, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth, it always protects, always trust, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. The Bible shares that love is more than a feeling. Love is an action, an action that always must take place. Time went
4: by and I was clueless on what was said. I just stared at her and couldn't believe how lucky I was.
9: In Ecclesiastes 4 9-12 we read that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor if either of them fall down one can help the other up but pity anyone who falls and have no one to help them up also if two lie down together they will keep warm but how can one keep warm alone the one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands not quickly broken.
4: Becky, I promise to cherish you always, to honor and sustain you, in sickness and in health, and to be true to you in all things until death alone shall part us.
15: With this ring,
12: I, Becky, take you, Travis, to be no other than yourself. Loving what I know of you, and trusting what I do not yet know. I will respect your integrity and have faith in your abiding love for me. Through all of our years, and in all that life may bring us.
9: I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may kiss the bride.
4: Come here, you. We walked down the aisle as everyone clapped and cheered. Once we got to the end, I brought her in close and kissed her harder than I have ever kissed her before. The reception was downstairs at the church and was immediately started after the ceremony. The people all gathered in and found their seats and immediately started banging glasses with their silverware. I kissed her again and again and again. The pastor said a prayer and the party started. My whole family and hers was there. It was a pleasant time. Everyone was
5: smiling until Jackson got out of hand. I I, I want to say something. Not before the best man. I'm his brother. I deserve to talk. What's
16: going on here? You're starting to make a scene.
5: I want to say something.
16: I deserve to be the best man. Jackson, I know he is your brother, but you have to respect his wishes. He made Chad his best man, his lifelong childhood friend. What's going on here? I should have been your best man. Jackson,
5: you're drunk. I I can hold my own. In fact, I could beat you all in a drinking contest. That way you all can see that I'm number one.
6: Jackson, get out of here. If you cannot control yourself, you do not belong here.
5: I'm the better son. I deserve your watch. Is this what this is about?
6: A watch? Travis deserves the watch because I see value of time with him. You don't value time. You value possessions.
5: I don't want to be here anyways. The food sucks. Mom would have made better.
4: Jackson, don't you say that. I miss mom too, but she is gone. You have to move on.
14: I can't.
4: Jackson stormed out. I knew that everyone could hear us, including Becky. I focused on the positive for the rest of the night, trying to forget the scene that Jackson caused. I know that Becky tried to, but I could see the hatred in her eyes. We danced and tried to have a good time. Later that evening, my dad pulled me aside and said,
6: Don't worry about Jackson. He knows that he was wrong. He'll probably call you in the morning and apologize, but don't let him ruin this. Once you find something good, you need to take care of it. You need to let it grow. Take care of that wife of yours. She's a good one, Travis. I can feel it.
4: Once the night was over, we thanked everyone for coming, got into my car and drove home. And you made wild, passionate love to her for the whole night. We did make love, but we talked first. We talked about Jackson and about the watch my father gave me.
0: <laughs> you talk too much. Isn't this a talk show? I meant you talked to Becky too much. Show her some action. We
4: always talked. I think that is why we always got along so well. We knew each other on such
0: a deep level. I can think of some other things going deep, but that is all the time we have today. Travis, again, I want to thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. Same time tomorrow. You know it. Tomorrow, we will start answering some of the people's questions that came in during the show. I want to thank you again, Travis, for being here. And as always, thank the listeners for listening to this wonderful story. Till tomorrow. Now on to DJ Vu. Have you heard him before? I know you know what time it is. It's 8 o'clock, baby. It's time to crank that volume up to 11. Welcome to Squawk Box Radio, the place where nothing real happens. And I really care what you people think about that. I really do. Today in the news, local church today will be giving two free seminars today. First one is preparing for marriage. And the second one is a look at hell. County plans to plan strategic plans. Hospitals resorting to hiring doctors. And scientists blame germs for illnesses. Wow, okay. Now on with the show. We are here, people, and in the studio today, you guessed it, Travis. So, Travis, how are you doing today? I'm good. I was expecting more, but it is good to hear that, Travis. Do you want to take a caller's question? We can do that. But first, you guessed it. More commercials. I really don't know why we do these anyways. Forget it. We won't play commercials. We can always say that someone is sponsoring us.
14: I don't think it works like that.
0: Well, too bad, because it is what I am doing. So start calling now, people. Okay, we have a caller now. Caller, what's your question?
9: What was marriage like in the military? Travis? It had
4: its ups and downs, like anything. Time away can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. But you have to remember that you are sleeping under the same stars. But your heart can feel every mile you are away. I do have a story that I can share if you want. Please do. I'm interested. It was a warm, sunny day. I was outside playing with the kids. Wait. Kids?
0: How many did you have? Becky and I have two kids. (laughs) Sorry, Travis. There is always something that we don't know. It's okay. You can
4: always ask if you want to know something.
0: I think we're good now. Continue, please.
4: As I was saying, it was a warm, sunny day, and I was outside playing with the kids. You can do it.
15: But Dad'll fall.
4: No, you won't. You can do this.
12: Are you watching, Peter?
4: He's fine. Look, Mom. Look at Kelly. She's doing it.
15: I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Dad!
4: I got you, honey. She crashed hard and her knees were bloody. Come on, honey. You have to get back on.
15: Dad, I'm
12: bleeding. Let me clean her up.
4: Kelly, just because you're bleeding doesn't mean you have to stop. Come on, get back on the bike. You can do this. Not now, Mom. Mom, let her do this. I lifted her up and stood up the bike and put her back on the bike, and she pedaled down the street and then came back. Tears in her eyes, but a smile on her face. I was so proud of my little girl.
12: You knew that she could do it, didn't you?
4: We can all do it. You just have to keep on going. Have to keep moving.
12: Sometimes, I wonder what my life would have been without you.
4: Don't waste your time on that. I'm with you. Always. Moments later, a Humvee showed up to the house, and out came a private.
5: Staff Sergeant Clark!
4: Yes? My orders are to give this to you. Thank you, Private. Was there anything else? No, Sergeant. With that, he got back into the Humvee and drove off.
12: What is that, Travis?
4: Having received these a couple of times before, I knew what they were. Orders, probably.
12: Orders? For what?
4: You're not going to want to hear this, but I'm probably leaving soon.
12: You just got back. You haven't been home more than a
4: week." With that, I opened the envelope and pulled out the paper. I was right. I was being shipped out tonight. I'm sorry, honey.
12: I'll help you pack.
4: I won't need it. Now being part of a Special Forces unit, we knew that most of the time we couldn't say anything to anybody. But this one was different. I knew I was going to be away for a long time.
12: Can you tell me anything?
4: I will when I can. I went inside and packed a small bag. I knew where we were going and clothing was always a dead giveaway to spot Americans. I packed what I could. Later that evening, I spent what was going to be the last supper I had with my family for a long time. We had a good meal. After the meal and after I put the kids to bed, I came out and saw Becky by the door, holding my bag. Her head was down, swaying her free arm. She knew I couldn't say anything.
12: You come back to me.
4: I always have, haven't I? With that, she kissed me and held on to me, not wanting to let go. I got to go, honey.
12: I know.
16: She let me go, and I opened the door and walked to where we were all meeting. Gentlemen. We are going to be gone for a while. I hope you all gave your wives something to remember you by. We did our
4: meeting and I checked out my team and went through their stuff, dropping everything that had names on it, white socks, and anything else that was American. Later, we boarded the plane and left the States for six months.
0: Your wife didn't see you for six months? That's correct. I don't know if I could handle that.
4: It's not for everyone, but it's what
16: I did. I did it a lot. When we get to our grid, we jump. You all got a map? Remember it. There is no one looking for us. We are on our own here, gentlemen."
4: Ammo check. Stand up, line up, hook up, and shuffle to the door. We stood up and each person checked the shoot of the person in front of him. When they were good, they would slap the person's shoulder and yell, good to go. I saw the light turn green and yelled, go, go, go. One by one, we all jumped out, with me being the last to jump. I flew out of the plane and pulled my cord. The parachute opened and I guided myself down into a clearing. We didn't land anywhere close to our target. I took off the chute and rolled it up and buried it under some brush and overgrown grass. I started walking to the target, 100 miles away. Get him some water. I started walking east, and of course it was uphill. I walked through trees, crossed streams, avoiding people wherever and whenever I could. I forged berries and fruits along the way. Slept under the stars or slept in barns making sure I awoke before the owners were out of the house. I stayed moving every chance I got. The rain slowed me down, but it took me three nights to get to my location. I was there another night by myself until... You the only
16: one here? Yeah. How long have you been here? A day. Jesus, Travis, did you sleep? Yeah, I slept a couple hours a day. Any action? No sign of target
4: movement yet. A couple hours later, the rest of the team showed up. We spread out so that all vantage points could be secured and backed up if needed. We stayed there for two months watching and reporting what was happening. Till finally, something happened. Our target was out in the open. Verified target, eyes up. Everyone stay alert. We are going in. Target only. I slowly moved in, seeing my team and my peripherals also moving in. I got to a building, put my back against the wall, slowly moved around the corner, and...
0: I know you know what time it is. It's 8 o'clock, baby. It's time to crank that volume up to 11. Welcome to Squawk Box Radio, the place where nothing real happens. And I really care what you people think about that. I really do. First of all, I want to apologize for yesterday's broadcast. We had technical difficulties, and I know it abruptly ended. We think we have everything fixed, though. Today in the news. Today's lunar eclipse will be broadcasted live on this station. (laughs) Now that will be exciting. Hearing a lunar eclipse on radio... Psychics who predicted that the world would end yesterday admitted they were wrong. Study finds that most new people in town are not from here. And weather. More rain could cause more flooding. Weatherman asks it to stop. Now on with the show. We are here, people. And in the studio today is, you guessed it, Mr. Storyteller himself, Travis Clark. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Since yesterday ended on a sour note, why don't we take another listener's question today? That sounds fine. I'll take caller number three for today's question. Sorry, you're not the right caller. Sorry, you're not the right caller. You are lucky number three. What's your question?
9: When did you propose to Becky?
0: It looks like people want to hear more about your love story, Travis. It is part of the story. Thank you, caller, and stay on the line so we can give you a gift. I'm still waiting on my ice cream. I'll make sure it's here tomorrow. What type would you like? Vanilla's fine. Do you want anything with it? Nuts? Sprinkles? Fudge? Plain is good with me. I figured, but I had to ask. You seem like a very simple man. The older you get,
4: the fewer things you really love. By the time you get to my age, maybe it's only one or two things. So, let's go to the story then. It was senior year in high school. The school year was almost done. I've been dating Becky for a couple of years now. We spent a lot of time together. If it wasn't at school, she was at my house looking after my younger brothers.
6: Hey, Becky.
4: I've been thinking.
15: Uh Uh-oh. I hope it's something good.
4: It's about us.
15: Then I really hope it's something good.
4: I was thinking about what we are doing after high school.
15: I don't know. I'll go wherever you want to go.
4: Well, I was thinking about joining the army.
15: I'm not joining the army, but maybe you can sneak me on base.
4: What if I don't have to sneak you on? What do you mean? What if, um, what if, what if we got married?
15: Travis. I know that we're young, but we're both 18. I think we can make it work. I hope that wasn't your proposal, though.
4: No, I know you would need more. Plus, I would need to talk to your father first, too. Come here. With that, she kissed me hard and put her arms around me and squeezed me tight.
15: Forgive my lips. They find joy in unusual places.
4: I don't mind it at all.
15: Look, I don't want this opportunity to pass me by again. I should've said this a long time ago, but I have loved you since the first day I met you.
4: Define love.
15: Travis, I want to spend the rest of my life with you.
4: Don't you want a minute to think about that?
15: A minute seems like a really long time to waste.
4: I'm just a flame running through the fire, Becky.
15: That's where you're wrong, Travis. You are the fire.
4: We kissed passionately. And later that day, I went over to her father's and asked him for his daughter's hand in marriage. I told him my plan of joining the army and that we wouldn't get married until after I finished training. He told me that he knew this day was coming and that he was excited and scared. He told me that it was hard to let go of his baby girl, but that he would be honored to give me his daughter. His last word to me was what his father told him.
9: Love isn't about playing it safe, it's about risk. Unless you're willing to put yourself out there, you won't know. And I know you know how to love her, care for her. Your father made you a good man, Travis. And I know she'll say yes to you. Welcome to the family, Travis. We parted
4: ways and I went to the store. I didn't have a lot of money, so I got the best ring I could find. It had a small stone, but it suited us. It wasn't bright and flashy. It wasn't a trophy to display, but I knew Becky and I knew it didn't matter. I could have tied a piece of string around her finger and she would have been happy. I bought the ring and made plans for a special date. Becky, are you doing
15: anything Friday night? No, I don't think so. I'm ahead on my schoolwork and your father says he doesn't need me on Friday… for some reason.
4: Good. I want to take you somewhere.
15: Do I need to dress up?
4: No, you can be casual. But I do warn you, we will have to walk a little bit. I don't mind. The next day at school, I got with Chad and told him about my plans. So you're going to do it, huh pal? Yep. She is the one. How can I help? I need it to be special. I got the location, I just need everything else. I told Chad my plan and after school we started getting everything ready. You are sure you have enough extension for
14: You're right, let's take some more. Uh, grab those Christmas lights too. What do we need the Christmas lights for? I've got a plan.
4: We loaded everything into the back of his truck and drove to the spot. We set up the lights and ran the extension cords to a nearby generator, which I must admit was fun to get out there.
0: What the heck were you guys doing?
4: You'll see. Later that night, I walked to Becky's house and picked up my date.
15: Are you gonna tell me where we're going?
4: You'll find out soon enough. We walked down the road a little bit and I started taking off my shoes. She followed suit and we crossed the stream. We put back on our shoes and walked through the meadow where we first kissed. It's funny what triggers memories. Do you remember your first day of school or your first time driving? I bet you don't. But you always remember that first kiss. We continued walking up the hill and when we got to the top I motioned for Chad to turn on the generator. He fired it up and all the lights came on that we strung up in the tree. She saw the blanket and the picnic basket, and even though I wasn't looking at her, I felt that she was smiling.
15: It's beautiful.
4: Not as beautiful as you. Come here. She kissed me hard. She loved me. I was sure of it. And I loved her. We broke our embrace, and we sat down on the blanket. I heard Chad's truck fire up and drive off. He was a good friend, always there to lend a hand, but smart enough not to get in the way. I opened the picnic basket and took out our food. It was all her favorites. I pulled out the fancy glasses and poured the sparkling juice into the glasses. I handed one to her.
15: Shall we toast? Let's raise our glasses then.
4: To the land we love, and to the love we land. We brought our glasses together and drank from them. She never stopped smiling that whole time. I could tell that she was happy, and so was I. I reached into my pocket and grabbed the ring. I put my glass down and got on one knee. Becky? Yes? I haven't said anything yet. Sorry. Becky, will...
15: Yes, sorry.
4: Becky, will you? Yes. Becky, will you marry me?
15: Yes, a million times yes.
4: I know it's not much.
15: It's not the ring I want. I want you. I want to stand up in church, in front of our family and friends, and become your wife. I want them to listen to our vows and let them watch you slide the ring on my finger. I want to marry you, Travis. Are you alright? I'm okay. I can tell you're being less than honest with me.
4: I just don't want to mess up.
15: You won't, Travis. And if you do, I will try to fix you. We are in this together now. We are a team.
0: Are you crying again? I'm not crying. Go get a tissue. Sorry, Travis. Continue. We made love
4: that night. There was no world, no sounds, no lights. Everything was gone except us, two bodies naked, trembling in the act of love. We laid there and cuddling together and talked all night. Talked about the future, talked about our dreams, our desires, our love for one another. Hours later we were getting a little cold. We helped each other dress, kissing parts of the other's body as we did. We kissed some more and then we started walking back to our house. I'm surprised. No interruption?
0: No. I'm glued to my seat, man. Tell us more. We were walking back.
15: Travis, I don't say this enough, but I love you.
4: Becky. I am so in love with you.
15: I can't believe I'm engaged.
4: Believe it. It's real. just like we are. With you by my side, it's heaven. We got to her porch and I kissed her goodnight. She went inside and I could hear commotion. Her father and mother were congratulating her. I continued to walk home. The sound of silence was all I could hear now. I began to realize that the sound of silence was trying to teach me. I learned to appreciate the sound of silence. It is so loud, if you just listen to it. But I learned later that when truth is replaced by silence, the silence is a lie. I got home and went to bed. There was no one there to congratulate me. Becky was my everything, my only thing. I woke up in the morning and met Chad at the spot. We started cleaning up.
9: So? Did she say yes, man?
4: She did. <laughs> Congratulations, man! Thank you. Chad? Yeah, man? Would you like to be my best man?
14: <sighs> wow. Man, I-, I would be honored. I mean, even though there would never be a better man than you.
4: Thank you. I stood there for a moment and thought about what he said. Am I a good man? You alright? I'm good. Just tired.
5: Aw, oh, bud. She wore you out? Nah. Not even close. <laughs> uh Come on.
4: We gotta put stuff away. Let's go. We finished packing up everything and loaded up the truck. I couldn't shake what he said. We drove
0: off, put everything away, and I went to help my dad on the farm. Travis, I'm sure that you just gave a bunch of guys out there hope. Hell, I bet half the female audience would have said yes to you. And the other half is looking at their man right now asking, why couldn't you do something like that? That was a hell of a story, man. Hopefully, my producer will stop crying before tomorrow's episode. I have to say, I want to know more. I want everyone to know the story of Travis Clark but we will have to wait until next week again. You've been with us for two weeks now. I have a feeling there's a lot more to tell. Travis, as always, it's been a pleasure to listen to you. You make me want to become a better man. Thank you, Travis. Till next week, everyone. This is DJ Humboldt signing off. morning, everyone. I'm your host, DJ Humboldt. If you've been with us the last two weeks, then you know about this story that has been shared on here. If you are new here, then you've missed a lot. The time, 8 in the morning. The weather is bright and sunny here in the studio. Traffic seems to be moving okay, and again with me is the man who really needs no introduction, Travis Clark. Now, Travis, we've been through many stages of your life, some happy, some sad. Becky is a lucky woman. I can't see you without her now. She is your life, man. So, Travis, where are you planning on leading us today?
14: What happened to your normal intro?
0: Travis is making me a better person.
14: I didn't know that was possible.
0: Come on, man. Travis is a man's man. So, Travis, how about it? There is a troubled story that I have to tell. It's your show, man. Drive it.
4: This tale is not a positive story. But it has to be said. It is a story filled with guilt, depression, angst, and death. But it is a part of me and who I am. It is not a story I am proud of. If you don't want
0: to say it, then don't say it.
4: No. It has to be told. It has to be released. A story that only I know is not a story. I'm not a prison, and the story is not my prisoner. I must set it free. Well, I'm already on the edge of my seat. We were on a deployment. We were in the middle of the jungle, no different than the others I've been on. Get to a destination, gather intel, take out a target. Only it was different. Everything went wrong. Everything went to hell.
16: Okay, men, we move in at night. Take out targets Alpha, Bravo, and Charlie. Gather intel from Echo, Hotel, and Lima. Thunder Clark will take point. I'll take the rear. We move out in an hour. Any questions? James and I went over the plan again and
4: again until it was perfect. Everything was covered. It was the perfect plan. Night came, and we were ready to move.
16: Everyone, check your gear. Move out. Once we get close, everyone splits up and goes to their positions. Keep the chatter to a minimum. Lock and load. We walked silently to our post.
0: <sighs> you okay?
16: I'm good.
4: We walked silently to our posts and awaited our target movement. We knew that we had a small window of opportunity to strike. Somebody once wrote, "Hell is the impossibility of reason." That's what this place felt like. Hell. We saw our signal and went in fast. Something didn't go right though. We didn't see the one guard He took out Elliot, then Mike, then Omar, and then Rodriguez. I never saw where he was or where James was. I was in the dark. I didn't know friend or foe. The area was filled with smoke and smelled of gunpowder.
16: Travis, over here.
4: I knew what he did was a mistake. He just gave away his position. I turned and looked at James, and then I heard the shot. I was 10 feet away from him, and when the bullet struck, I saw his body fall. He tried to get back up.
1: Travis,
16: go abort.
4: I heard the gunshot again, this time closer. James wasn't moving after that. I froze. I tried to remember the training, but all I saw was Becky and the kids. I laid there motionless. Scared of not seeing my
0: family again. Tough guy Travis admits he's scared. Only the dead aren't afraid. You must at least thought you were lucky. I don't believe in luck,
4: but I do believe in assigning value to things. And what I valued was my family.
0: So what happened next?
4: I stood up with my hands high in the air. You surrendered? Yes. I did the one thing that my friends never did to me. I gave up. The enemy ran up to me, took my weapons and beat me. I knew that whatever pain I felt was never going to equal the pain of my friends' families. They beat me till I couldn't stand, my eyes so swollen I couldn't open them. They dragged me off and threw me in a tent. They stripped me of all my clothes and tied my hands behind my back, tied my legs together. They beat me some more, then I felt the cold steel on my chest. I thought I was gone right there. They talked amongst themselves, but my ears were ringing from the beatings, and I couldn't make out what they said. I must have passed out, because when I came to it, it, was morning.
0: Travis, you can't hide from your past, you have to face it. No matter how ugly it gets, we're here for you. We all are.
4: I remember Rodriguez when he first got to our unit. He was green, and me? I was old.
9: Sergeant Clark, why you keep on calling me Alf?
4: because you're an annoying little fuck. And as your ranking sergeant, I can call you anything I want.
7: You ever hear the saying, a picture holds a thousand words?
4: That's only for people like you who don't know a thousand words. Oh, I know too. I'm the first one begins with an F. That's how he was. Always getting under my skin. But I knew that no matter what, when it mattered, he was right there by my side. For now, all I knew He was just laying in the mud, along with everyone else. It's like they knew that we were there. We never fired a single shot, yet they knew where all of us were. I went over the plan again in my head. There was no way. It was the perfect plan. No different than all the times before.
0: How long did they keep you?
4: I was there for 16 months, till I finally escaped. I would have probably been able to get out earlier, but one of the daily beatings I received broke my arm. I had to let that heal. I was given minimal water, and every now and then I would get some bread or rice. Pictures of Becky and my family in my head was all that kept me going.
0: Carl Sagan once said, extinction is the rule. Survival is the exception. When your life, when the world feels like a never-ending emergency... Sometimes just making it through the day can be a struggle. We collect scars, physical and psychological reminders of what we've been through, of who and what we've lost. But maybe those scars can do more than memorialize our past traumas. Maybe they're also a testament to the fact that we're still here. We are exceptional. We are survivors. And we move forward.
4: Oh, believe me, I tried, but I failed. I failed my friends, I failed my country, but most of all, I failed my family.
0: Travis, you are still here. You didn't fail. It's not over yet. Don't make this the end.
4: You know, for a shrink in training, you really are crazy.
0: (laughs) I'm no shrink.
4: Sitting here, listening to people tell their stories, making judgments, telling them it's going to be okay. Isn't that what a shrink does? Travis? It's okay. I'm fine. Believe it or not, despite my upbringing, I'm actually quite balanced. I have a chip on both shoulders. I don't even know how to respond anymore. Can you look anyone in the eyes and say, I am only here because of you? Do you know what that does to somebody?
0: No, I can't. I don't have any idea.
4: When I escaped, I traveled at night and slept during the day, stealing clothes and food along the way, I had a long way to go to find friendly territory. It was another two months of walking, hiding, and trusting that I knew how to get out of here and make it alive. I knew what the army would tell Becky. They would tell her that I was MIA and they had no clue where I was at. They would say that they were looking or checking into it. They would tell her lies because that is what they do to civilians. I knew no one was looking for me. I was just a number, a casualty of war. There would be no bands, no flags, no honor guards to welcome me home. I went there because my country ordered me to go there. And in the end, I saw my friends die. Join the military. See the world. It's not pretty. It's hell.
0: Travis, why don't we take a little break? I I can sense that you're upset.
4: No. I, I, I have to finish this. Please let
0: me finish. Okay. Get him some water. Take
1: a breath, Travis. Count to ten. Here you go, Travis.
0: Whenever you are ready, Travis. Continue. The second day I
4: was a prisoner, they took me outside, my friends in a pile, they gave me a shovel. They ordered me to dig. I dug six graves, assuming that one was for me. I laid them into the holes and then filled it with loose mossy dirt. They gave me a shot of whiskey. I toasted my friends and swallowed the drink. They filled my glass again and I drank it. I lifted up my beaten arm and saluted the best I could. My capturers did the same. It is a nice sign of respect. The only one they ever did. They returned me to the tent and tied me up again. It was the only funeral my friends ever had. Sign of life is that there is love and laughter at a funeral. I loved them, but there is no laughing. My grief was my own to solve. No one else was there.
0: Sounds like you're getting sentimental.
4: Sentimental just means you're vulnerable. I couldn't be that. I had to remain strong. I had to get home. Life is a struggle of delaying death. I still had to live. I'm guessing it was around Christmas time. They untied me and invited me to eat with them. I thought about running. I thought I could try. This is when my arm was broken. I guess they thought it was no threat to them. I ate my food slowly, knowing that if I ate fast, I would get sick. Someone had a guitar and started playing. It was a song I never heard before. I listened to it, remembering how Mom used to sing. I smiled for the first time in a long time. I finished my food, and got up from the table, stared at the door, almost thinking they might just let me go. They saw my stare and motioned me back to where they kept me tied up. I went over and sat down, expecting someone to come over and tie me up again, but they didn't. Not until hours later.
0: Can you go on?
4: When I escaped, I ran into some kids playing down by the river. I thought for sure they would have said something. They smiled and waved and jumped back in the water. I went into the water to clean myself. I removed my stolen shirt and the kids saw my bruises. One kid took off. I was too tired to run away, so I stayed there accepting my fate. The kid came back with an old man carrying a bag. He got into the water with me. I didn't move. He applied oils all over my back and gave me some herbal medicine for the pain. I thanked him and got out of the water. Hippocrates once said, Wherever the art of medicine is loved, there is also love of humanity. I continued my journey, and when I finally got to the embassy, I made a phone call.
12: Hello, Clark residence.
4: I'm coming home.
12: Travis?
4: Yes. Are you- I'm okay. I'm coming home, honey. I'm done.
1: (laughs) What
12: do you mean you're done?
4: I'm done, Becky. I'm retiring.
12: (laughs) Travis, I love you. I never gave up.
4: Neither did I. I love you. With that, I hung up the phone. I got transportation to the closest military base and flew back home.
0: I bet she was glad to hold you again.
4: You don't need to hold on to someone if they are already in your heart.
0: But still, almost two years, no contact? I don't know if I could do it. Is there anything else to say about this?
4: No. I'm done for today.
0: Okay. Thank you, Travis. I know this was hard for you. Travis, you are one of a kind. Thank you for that touching story. Remember, people, that darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And hate? Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. We were just witnesses to that. Travis, I look forward to our talks tomorrow. I'm your host, DJ Love. Because we all need a little love now and then. Some just need more of it than others. I have no idea who is coming after me today, so yeah, enjoy. is 8 a.m. The weather is... (sighs) Let's be honest. It sucks today. My drive into work sucked. I'm your host, DJ... (sighs) Who gives a crap? Sorry if I don't have something fun to say, but folks, I gotta tell you, this story that we've been listening to, well, it's really getting me down. I know that it is not my story, but I am feeling every bit of it. I stare across the studio and see our guest, his worn-down face, his troubled heart, the mile-long stare he always has in his eyes. I know the grief isn't over yet. There is more to this story to tell, this story from hell. I know now what troubles Travis. He walks with ghosts. He is haunted by his past, and he can't move into the present. I know the show must go on, I know you want to hear it, but you are not here when he tells it. The emotion on his face, the water in his eyes, the calluses on his hands, this man has gone through hell, and yet he's still here, standing in front of me. Am I seeing ghosts? I know he's real, he is as real as you or me. Or maybe he's realer. In his story before... Becky once said that he is the fire. Just as a candle is useless until it is lit, man is just as useless until a fire inside his soul is also lit. Travis, the show is yours. Light our fire.
1: You okay there?
0: If you touch the fire or the fire touches you, it is you who will be burned. I get it now. Travis is the fire. Everything he touches burns, not as in destruction, but is filled with passion, love, hope, trust. Travis is the fire. You
1: sure you're okay?
0: If you see a fire just as a fire, your imagination is very weak. It is not a lifeless warmth, but a mysterious friend who came to visit you in darkness. I'm no superhero.
4: I'm just a normal man.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Travis Clark. Uh, hello everyone. Forgive me, my friend, I've seen the light, and it is good. Just go
4: ahead and tell a story?
0: Yes. Fill us with your wisdom.
4: I think you got the wrong guy for that. But I will tell you a tale. A tale that my brother might not want me to say, but it proves I'm no saint. I'm just a guy.
14: Please start. Shut him up.
4: It was right before my last deployment. We were all at the farm again. My last time. It was Grandpa's 80th birthday party. My life Becky, yes, my life, wanted to surprise him and she arranged this surprise birthday party for him.
12: Do you think he'll like it?
4: Becky, he is 80 years old. I'm sure he likes it if he makes it to the bathroom on time.
12: Silly, I'm being serious. Do you think he'll like it?
4: He will love it, honey. We grabbed our luggage and loaded our kids into the car and drove away from the airport.
12: I hope the kids have fun.
4: No internet, no games, a bunch of old people. Yeah, they will have a blast.
12: We always had fun.
4: We had each other though, and good friends.
12: Maybe one day that brother of yours will have kids.
4: I hope you're talking about Hunter. Jackson doesn't have time for kids, let alone a woman.
12: I bet he would be home more than you would, though.
4: You're always home. I put her hand on my chest. You are always right here. You never leave. She put her head on my shoulder, and we continued to drive.
15: Are we there yet? I have to go to the bathroom so do i travis
12: we are not all part camel like you are
4: jackson's bank should be up the road a bit i'm sure you wouldn't mind can you guys hold it for five minutes if not i can give you this empty water bottle
12: Uh, we can hold it at least i can hold it
15: i'm good
4: (laughs) i thought so we pulled into jackson's bank Well, it's not his bank, but he is the manager there. We all got out of the car. I stretched my legs and the girls went running in. Peter and I just laughed. I got inside and saw Jackson. Suit, shiny shoes, tie that looked like it was choking him. I looked down at myself. A pair of dirty, dusty boots, worn jeans. Yep, we were brothers. He was hugging Kelly and pointing to a door at the hall. He put Kelly down and then he saw me. Stuck out his hand. What's the matter, big brother? Afraid to hug me? I'm
5: afraid you'll get my suit dirty.
4: Same old Jack. I stuck out my hand and shook his. When are you closing up?
5: 5 p.m. Then hopefully I'll be out of here by 6. Can you pick me up, actually? Uh, Hunter has my car. Something about showing some ladies.
4: Say no more. I can come back and pick you up. It's only five minutes away. I remember when you used to walk
5: that. I don't have my walking shoes.
4: Yeah, okay. Hey, Kelly, why don't we let him get back to work? You can tell him all about your piggy bank later at the party. Really? I'm sure that he would love to hear that story. Thanks, Trev. Anytime, Jack. We walked out of the bank and went to Kelly's parents where we were having a party. Both of her parents were still at work. We unloaded the car and went to the front door. It was unlocked. We opened the door and walked right in. Maggie was telling Kelly and Peter about the house. She did this every time, always acting like it was their first time here. I went back outside, checked my watch, and it still had two hours before I had to pick up Jackson. I walked into the barn and saw the balloons, the streamers. Then I saw an old picture on one of the posts. It was Grandpa, my dad, and me. I was no older than five in the picture. Where did they get that? I don't remember seeing that picture before. You like that? Where did they get this from?
12: Do you know when it was taken?
4: Yes, I remember that day. I had to fix the fence, but I don't remember any pictures being taken that day.
12: Your mom took all kinds of pictures. She let me look through the albums when I watched your brothers.
4: Why didn't I know about them?
12: I don't know. Your mom used to tell me all kinds of stories about you growing up. About the man you were, and the man she hoped you'd be.
4: Did I let her down?
12: Not one bit.
4: She put her arm around me, and we both looked at the picture. I wish they were here. She put her hand on my chest.
12: They are always here.
4: I kissed her and held her tight. She broke up the embrace.
12: Come on, I need a strong man.
4: Peter's inside.
12: I need a strong man who is older than seven.
4: All right, what do you need me to open? We walked back inside and I helped her in the kitchen. More like she just told me what to open or lift or mix. She was enjoying this. A little bit too much, I think. I looked at the watch and I told her that I had to pick up Jackson.
12: Party starts in an hour. Don't be late.
4: We are five minutes away. How could we be late? I got into the car and pulled out of the driveway. When I was pulling onto the road, I saw Mr. and Mrs. Williams and waved. I got to the bank and waited outside. After sitting there for about five minutes, I honked the horn. Jackson came out.
5: It's going to be a while. I might not make it tonight. You gotta go. Everyone is going to be there something is messed up the vault is short by almost 25,000 did you look under the mattress (laughs) not funny Travis if I can't find it I could lose my job I could go to jail my life would be over everything I know would be gone okay settle down I'll help you how are you going to help
4: I'll help you go over all the paperwork we will find it he let me inside and we went over all the paperwork Stacks of paper were everywhere. But we found the mistake. Jackson gave someone $25,000 when they were only supposed to get 2500 It was a simple mistake, but a costly mistake. He broke down.
5: What am I supposed to do? This would end me. I don't have the money to fix it. I know that I'll get the money back tomorrow, but this would end me. How much do you need? 15,000 All my money is tied up in bonds and CDs I I wouldn't Be able to cash it out in time
4: What if I gave you the money?
10: You would just do that?
4: It's what family does I wrote out a check to him And he did his magic and said Okay, let's go He never did say thank you But I wasn't looking for it either We started driving to the party What should I tell Becky? She will find out.
5: Travis, I know that you're an honest and trustworthy man, but there comes a point when any reasonable man will swallow his pride and admit that he has made a mistake. The truth is, I was never a reasonable man. I would recommend lying. I never lied to Becky before. There is always the first time.
4: We got to the party and we all had a good time. Grandpa was excited to see all of his family and friends. Stories we told all brought smiles to everyone's faces. I looked at Becky and when she caught my stare, I quickly looked away. I knew she knew something was wrong, but she wasn't going to say anything right there. She thought if I was going to talk, I would talk, but I never did. A few weeks later, Becky asked me about the money. I told her I lost it gambling. It was my first lie to her. I wish it would have been my last. A week later, I deployed and she didn't see me for almost two years.
0: Simple. Fantastic. Travis helping out his brother, throwing a party for his grandfather, spending time with his family and friends. Did you not hear me? I lied to my wife. If you stare at the dark side of yourself for too long, it becomes really hard to tell the two apart. Travis, sometimes the truth hurts. You took a calculated risk and you lost. But you have not changed my opinion towards you. You are a better man than me.
4: A fool thinks he has it figured out. A wise man keeps on guessing.
0: With all that we've learned about you, that's your worst? Why don't we let the audience decide tomorrow what they want to hear? We're not done guessing yet. I don't know if we ever will be. Till tomorrow, everybody. I'm sure something riveting is happening after us, so stay tuned. Losing control,
1: I've got a mob. Losing control, me, me, me. Losing control, I'm gonna explore. Can you bring it back to
10: me, me? me? When I'm broken down and lying in bed, you love a
0: Travis Clark fans. I apologize for yesterday's behavior and I promise I will not let it happen until next time it does. And because I haven't done it in a while, let's read some news, shall we? The time is 8:01 AM and you're listening to DJ fool today in the news. Body found in duffel bag. Police think it might be homicide in science. Studies show that our cats understand us, but they really don't care. In China, pigs die as houses are being blown down. And in health, people are still alive hours before they die. (laughs) And this is why I don't like reading the news. I mean, come on, cats understand us? It's a cat! Why is this news? Anyways, with us, as always, is my producer. And, of course, you know Travis.
14: You acknowledge my presence?
0: For now. I'll take it. Travis, how are you today, my friend? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I believe that yesterday we said we were going to let the audience decide what you talked about today. Are you still okay with that? I trust the audience. They haven't made a fool out of me yet. I do enough of that on my own. All right, people, start calling. I will take the first person who can answer this question. Travis's best man at his wedding was named what? Caller, go ahead. Yeah, it's, uh, gotta be James. I know I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong. You are incorrect. Loser. Next caller. Jackson? Are you guys even listening? Caller, go ahead. His mom. Yes. His own mother was his best man at his wedding. Come on, people. Call her. Go ahead. It's Chad. Thank you. Finally, someone is paying attention. What is your question?
15: I want to hear more about my... I mean, his youth.
0: Kelly? She hung up. Do you know her? Wait. Was that your daughter? It couldn't be. Could it? Well, she did ask for a story. More about your youth. Do you have one ready? I have plenty. As much as we would love to hear them all, let's hear one that has your mom and dad in it. Something that is abnormal. Something that might not happen in everyday Clark life. Make it special.
4: I was 14. It was summer before I started my freshman year in high school. Jackson and I were outside working on a tractor when... Travis... Jackson... Get in here! We ran inside the barn to see my dad holding his hand with a blood-soaked rag.
6: Find my finger! What? Find my finger! I'll look for the finger, Jackson. Go get Mom. No, not your
4: mom! Jackson took off running towards the house. I turned off the saw, and I was digging through the sawdust. I was searching pile after pile, looking, searching, looking. Then I finally came across his finger. I held it up in the air just as Mom came running
7: in. Travis? What did you do? It's not mine, Mom.
4: It's Dad's.
7: Quick, find a bag and some ice and put the finger in it. I'll put Dad in the car. Jackson, grab my keys and my purse.
4: We all got into the car and took off to the hospital. I've never seen my mom drive so fast.
6: I cannot believe how stupid I was.
7: Dear, we all make mistakes. I'm living proof of that. Until we come back from the mistakes, that's what matters.
6: Dear, I cut my finger off, not my head.
7: Well, maybe you will learn this time.
6: Learn what?
7: That you shouldn't cut your finger off.
6: I didn't do that in order to know that. Mom was driving so fast she passed every
5: vehicle on the road.
7: I hurts! We're almost there.
5: Dad, if you die, who gets the farm? Not a good time for that, Jackson.
7: I need to believe something extraordinary is possible. Like what? Like your dad not slapping your mouth right now.
4: I sat back quiet and watched the trees fly by. I knew he was all right. It was just a finger. I mean, sure, he was in pain. Out, damn spot! Out, I say. Who would have thought the old man to have had
5: so much blood in him? Mom, I think Travis is
7: losing it. He is not losing it. It's a line from Macbeth.
6: Son, while I appreciate the mobile theater, I'm the one with the finger cut off here. Let your mom concentrate on the road.
4: I held the bag tight. It was cold and burning my hands, but I never let go. We got to the hospital and the orderlies came and got my dad inside. We parked the car. I was still holding on to the bag. The nurses all gathered around, trying to calm my dad. My mom was trying to help. They finally got the needle in him and they started cleaning his wound. One nurse saw that I had the bag and asked what was inside. His finger? She grabbed the bag and another nurse escorted Jackson and I to the waiting room. We heard the screams all the way down the hall. We sat down. Jackson grabbed the newspaper and started rifling through it.
5: He'll be all right. I know. Just now we have to do more chores. Is that all you can think of? Right now? Yes. Oh, and I'm hungry too.
4: I walked away from Jackson and down one of the other hallways. I walked and walked and found my way into the maternity ward. I looked through the windows and made silly faces at the babies in there, wondering if one day I would be a dad and what type of dad I would be. Would I be like my dad, or would I be different? That would come later, though. I walked back towards the waiting room. I saw my mom and asked how he was. She said he's fine. He's really happy right now. I asked if I could go and see him.
7: If the doctor says yes, go ahead.
4: I walked until I saw a doctor and asked if I could go inside. He said okay, but he will be a little off. I guess that's doctor's talk for, we got your dad drugged up and he ain't feeling anything at the moment. I walked up to the room and opened the door.
6: How you feeling, dad? I feel good. You get it?
4: I got it, dad. Good one.
6: Travis, I can't thank you enough for what you did. Jackson would have threw up grabbing that finger. It was nothing, dad. No. You acted quick. You acted smart. What you did took guts. I just did what I thought was right. We're all confronted with trials, son, but the true measure of a man is how he chooses to react in the face of those trials. You never flinched. I was watching you. I might have been a duck on water. If you were, you fooled me. Travis, you got a girl? No, not yet. You need to find one. And when you find her, Don't ever let her go. She's beautiful, and therefore to be wooed. She is a woman, and therefore to be wooed. Dad, I didn't know you knew Shakespeare. There's a lot about you that is me. How did you get mom to love you? One word, trust. Trust? I have never lied to your mom, not once. If I didn't like it, I said so. If I liked it, I told her, I held nothing back. Does this make her mad sometimes? You know it, but it takes gut to be honest. If you start lying to your woman, you start lying to yourself. To thine own self be true. Travis, it might be these really good medications, but if you can't be true to yourself or others around you, then it's like you're nothing. You don't exist. Or you wish that you could be true anyways.
4: We talked and talked. It was the first time he ever saw me as a man. I didn't know what to feel. Then a doctor walked in.
2: Son, it's time for your dad to
6: get his bandages removed. I think it would be best if you left them. Don't worry, Travis. I'm not going
4: anywhere. I walked out of the room and went to the waiting room where Jackson and Mom were.
7: Did you guys have a good talk?
4: Yeah, we did, Mom. You look beautiful today.
7: Thank you. What did you guys talk about? Man stuff. It's about time.
4: We stayed at the hospital until Grandpa picked us up. Mom stayed the entire night, never leaving his side. My dad stayed in the hospital for a week. My mom went and saw him every day. I picked up his chores that I knew how to do. Jackson never helped. He did his chores, so at least he did that. When asked if he did anything extra, he said, Nobody told me to do it that was jackson though nothing extra i wonder what type of talk my dad had with him i'm sure it wasn't the one i got or if it was he didn't pay any attention to it when my dad came home he treated me differently he treated me like a man he started showing me things like how to fix broken machines the true meaning of shakespeare we started even reading poems together he even showed me how to dance that was the best summer i ever had He is the reason I am who I am today. I don't know if I ever saw it, but I think he did. I changed that day. I was no longer his kid. I was now his son.
0: That's my story for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Travis, we love all your stories. I'm wondering if a certain phone call made you tell that story today.
4: No, I didn't tell that story because of that. I told the story because...
0: I needed to hear it again. Travis, I'm sure going to miss you when you're done telling your stories. The audience will miss you. But I have a feeling that you are right now being missed by someone really special. We all need that someone special. And you have it. You don't know it. But you have it. Tomorrow?
4: I'll be here. I have another special story for that caller tomorrow if you don't mind.
0: Not at all. You say your piece. Well, folks. On behalf of this old, worn-out DJ, I thank you and look forward to you listening in to tomorrow's show. I have a feeling that there is one person who really needs to hear it. It is you. Find out tomorrow. Thank you all. Gentlemen, our story is nearing its end. Let us cherish these moments that we have left. I'm your host, DJ Confused, as in what I'm going to do next week. If you've been with us the last three weeks, then you know this story that has been shared with us has taken its toll on everyone, but especially Travis. The amount of grief this man has suffered is more than any should ever have to face. If you are new here, then you have missed a lot, and it may just seem like any old story, but it's not. The time is 8.03 in the morning. The weather is foggy as it is in my mind. Traffic seems to be stuck as no one wants to go anywhere until they hear the story. With me is the man who really needs a proper introduction, Travis Clark. Now, Travis, we've been through many stages of your life, some happy, some sad. Yesterday, we had a caller on the air that I believe you wanted to tell her a story. I don't know if you still want to or not, but the airwaves are yours, my man. Teach me, teach us, words of your wisdom. While I
4: like to thank you for the kind words, I am just a man who has lost his way. You have given me something that I didn't know was possible to have. I do have a story and I do want to tell it, but first... Let me hear a story from you. A story from
0: me? Yes. Let's go back to the first time we met. Uh, I'm no storyteller. I'm a story listener. (laughs) Isn't this a talk show? It was, but you have taught me sometimes it is better to shut up and hear, actually hear, what others are saying. What are you hearing now? That I will spend a lifetime trying to understand you.
4: I'm not that tough to figure out. If you allow yourself to hear, you would hear and feel pain. That's all I brought to you. Pain.
0: You haven't brought pain. I had plenty of that before you.
4: Men hear loud noises, but they listen to strong words. You brought me here because I spoke loud and you heard me, but you have listened to the words I said, like you all have. They are just words, but if you say them with meaning, they become strong. If I asked you what was stronger, the water or the fire, what would you answer with?
0: If you asked three weeks ago, I would have said water. Because the water can put out the fire. But after knowing you, I know the fire is stronger.
4: And why is that?
0: Because the fire is within us. It's our decision on whether we let it consume or purify us.
4: And you said that you couldn't tell a story. But I didn't. You
0: just did, and people listened. Succeeding through incompetence, I guess. You know, the funny thing is, when I die, I'll have a bunch of people in suits that I don't know, maybe people in high positions, but when you die, you'll be surrounded by your friends.
4: Imagine if you suddenly learned that the people, the places, the moments most important to you were not gone, not dead, but worse, had never been. What kind of hell
0: would that be? Are you saying that your stories never happened?
4: My stories happened. They are real. They are my hell and my joy.
0: They are me. I would really like to hear another one of your stories. And you shall.
12: Travis, can we talk for a moment?
4: Sure, what's going on?
12: I lost my keys yesterday. I had to get a ride to work. Really? I was getting dinner ready and I just found them in the freezer.
4: I don't get it. Is that a joke? Are we having frozen kiwi for dinner?
12: It's not a joke. I'm just losing my mind.
4: Losing your mind, honey? What's wrong?
12: I don't know. Work is busy, moving into a new house, being pregnant, life is just really busy right now.
4: Becky, I told you that I would... Wait, did you just say that you're pregnant? Travis,
12: we're about to have a family. Are you sure? I went to the doctor's office last week.
4: You knew for a week and you haven't told me?
12: I wanted to be sure. Sure of what? Sure that I want it to be a mother.
4: Becky, what are you saying?
12: I know we talked about it. But it's different now that it's real. In a good way? I, sorry, in a really good way.
4: Do you know what sex it is?
12: It's too early to tell right now.
4: What do you want it to be?
12: I. I want it to be. Um. Becky. I want it to be you.
4: I don't follow. You mean a boy?
12: No, a boy or a girl doesn't matter. I just want to be able to look at our child and see you.
4: You look better than me. <laughs>
12: Silly, I mean, I, j- I just... <laughs> Never mind.
4: Becky, say it.
12: It's just that you're gone all the time. <sighs> I miss my man.
4: Becky, come here. I held her tight and whispered something in her ear. Something that you don't get to hear. It was only for her. If I could have all the time in the world, do you know what I would do? I would spend the time with you because it would be a pleasure just being with you. We embraced and dinner was never made that night. We laughed and thought about names, colors for the walls, how the child would grow, schools, We thought about all of it, even though the child was no bigger than a peanut. We had it all planned, or so we thought.
12: Travis, Travis, wake up. I'm up. My water just broke.
4: Let's do this. I hurried up and got dressed, grabbed the bag we kept by the door, fired the car, and drove away. Only I got a block away and turned around to get Becky in the car. My mind was thinking of a million different things. I was overloading. Becky didn't say a word about me driving away without her. And I was smart and didn't bring it up. We drove to the hospital. The army nurses and doctors took her inside. I parked the car and ran inside to find her. They were just wheeling her into a room. The nurses were all over, checking vitals, listening to her heart, asking questions. I couldn't keep up. For the first time in a long time, I have felt helpless. I stood in a corner and watched all the nurses do their magic, not a single one bumping into one another. It was a choreographed masterpiece. One wrong thing and they all would have tumbled. I don't know how they did it. Even though I knew it was no different than combat, orchestrated chaos is what we called it, but this was different. This was magical. Travis. Hearing my name snapped me out of my trance. Yes?
12: Can you call my parents?
4: I quickly left the room, not even acknowledging her. That is the second I just left her. What was I supposed to do? Oh, yeah, phone call. I got to the phones and I just stared at them. I couldn't remember the number. What is the child going to do to me? The child is not even born yet and I'm becoming a mess. Breathe, Travis. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I calmed down enough to remember how to use a phone. I called her parents first. The phone rang and rang until Mr. Williams finally picked up. Is it time? Yes sir, how did you- We'll be there as soon as we can. I called my parents next. I don't even remember the phone ringing. Hello? Dad?
6: Is she having the baby? Yes. I will be there as soon as I can.
4: How everyone had handled this better than me? I'll never know. I slowly walked back to the room. I was scared. Was I going to be a good father? I opened the door and the doctor was there. I don't remember what happened next, but in a moment I saw the second most beautiful thing in my world. It was a baby girl, with a set of lungs on her too, but as soon as Becky held her the noise stopped.
12: Travis, come here, say hello to your daughter.
4: I walked around the gurney and knelt beside my wife and child. I put my hand on her then grabbed her hand with my finger. What do we name her?
1: What
12: do you like?
4: Kelly. I think she is a Kelly.
12: I love that name.
4: Kelly it is, then. Nice to meet you, Kelly Clark. I looked at her, and then at my beautiful wife. Here by my side is an angel. Here by my side is my future. The doctors took the baby away to check on it and clean it up, then let us be alone together. I love you, Becky. I'm sorry.
12: Sorry for what? For taking me to the hospital. For putting up with these last months. For letting me put my cold feet on you in the middle of the night, and you not moving to let me warm them up. Travis, you have nothing to be sorry for. We are together. And we just watched the miracle of life happen. Travis, you are a dad now. And I'm a mom.
4: How do you do that? Do what? Make me fall deeper in love with you every day.
12: You're smart, that's all. It's what you should do.
4: They brought our child back later, wrapped up nice and warm in a blanket. We both held her. She never made a sound with us. That night anyways, the door opened. So where's my grandbaby? Dad,
6: you got here fast. Meet Kelly. Hello, Kelly. I'm your grandpa.
12: You could've came in the morning.
6: What? We're not letting your parents be the first to see my granddaughter. I get to spoil it first.
4: We laughed and talked into the morning. I knew Becky was tired, and so was I. But neither of us cared. As long as we were holding her, nothing else mattered. In the morning, Becky's parents showed up, and the new grandparents fought with the old ones. Becky was the first to have children in her family, but soon, Kelly had lots of cousins to play with. Later, my dad pulled me out into the hall.
6: Travis, you did good. I know that your mom will be better at this, but now the real journey begins. A true child is taught how to think, not what to think. You will have to give her freedom. Let her make mistakes. Let her learn. Will she get hurt? Yes, she will. But remember, tears can be wiped away. Memories and lessons can't. The hardest thing for a parent to do is watch them fail so they can succeed later. As long as you're there for them and support them in everything they do, Nothing will go wrong. The journey starts now. Make it a good one.
4: As he walked back into the room, a shiver ran down my spine. No pressure, Dad. No pressure. Growing up with brothers and sisters, I thought to myself, I can do this. It'll be a piece of cake. Boy, was I ever wrong. But she turned out perfect. I couldn't ask for anything more. She helped Becky when I was gone and never rebelled against us. Becky and I made a great kid together, one that I'm proud of. That's my story for the day. I hope you liked it and saw that I'm not special. I hold no superpowers. I'm just a guy trying to figure it all
0: out. Travis, I was speechless the entire time. You have had so many special people in your life. I'm jealous. Nothing to be jealous about. They're just people like you and me. Well, they might be like you, but they are not like me. I'm dreading tomorrow as it will be the last show.
1: The last show?
14: What are you doing? Is something happening?
0: I'm quitting this. Travis is right. The world is out there, and it's time for me to open my eyes and see it. Am I scared? Yep. But I have to do this. I have to face my fears. Maybe Travis will continue his journey too. I don't think we're done with Travis yet. Travis, as always, it is a pleasure, even though I dread tomorrow, I know that it has to end. Whether it be positive or negative, it has to come to a conclusion, or at least a bridge. Till tomorrow, everyone, and I hope that whoever was supposed to hear this story heard it, not with only their ears, but their heart too. I bid you farewell, but only temporarily. This is the end. My only friend. The end. This is the end. The Doors summed up today's show quite nicely with those simple lines. Good morning, everyone. The time is now. Open your own damn eyes and see the world. Time is what you make of it, as the old saying goes. I'm going to be making the best of my time after this show. Travis has but one more story to be heard here. It's a story like no other told here. Why was Travis walking outside three weeks ago? That's my question. How did we get here? And where do we go from here? That's my question to Travis. I know Travis has the answers that we're looking for. They are probably not good either, but they are answers nonetheless. Sometimes we know that the truth is not what we want to hear. But without it, we walk around clueless, numb to our surroundings, but we must continue to seek the truth, shouldn't we? With me for the last time is Travis Clark, the man who walks with ghosts. The man with a hell of a past and, I believe, a promising future, even though he can't see it yet. Travis, the man trying to save the world, yet spends no time trying to save himself. Travis, are you ready for the end? Are you ready to be saved?
4: It is not the end yet. Mostly because it hasn't happened yet. But the ending is written. We just can't see it yet. And as far as being saved, time has not been
0: on my side. Travis, always the philosopher. But you have time. You always have time. The unexamined life is not worth living. Well, Travis, explain why you are here and why you stayed here.
4: Those are two different questions that would require two different answers. We have time to hear them both. Consider yourself warned, then. We are warned. It started when I came back from being a prisoner.
12: Hey, honey? The sink is leaking.
4: Call a plumber, then.
12: I think you could fix it.
4: I don't want to. I think we should move.
12: You want to move because the sink is leaking?
4: Fine. You can stay if you want to.
12: Travis, I have never fought you over moving. If you want to move, we will move. I'll pack up the kids right now and we can go anywhere you want. I don't care where we live. I just want to be with you. If you need this, Travis, if you really need this, I will take these kids from the life they love and I will take myself from this home we've shared together and I'll move wherever you need to go. I'll do that because I love you. I love you and that's more important to me than our address, I choose us.
4: Do you think it is that easy? I'm not the same anymore.
12: I know, but deep down he's still the man I love. If you can't talk about your feelings, they will consume you.
4: So you don't love me right now?
12: I never said that.
4: You don't have to. I see the way you look at me.
12: How do I look at you?
4: It's like you're trying to steal my thoughts, read my mind.
12: I'm worried about you. Travis, I love you. I am concerned about you.
4: I am trying so hard to be the man you fell in love with. The right man. But the truth is, I'm not that anymore.
1: Travis,
12: you never had to try.
4: Life's too short to even care at all. I'm losing my mind, losing control. If I could find a way to see this straight, I'd run away, to some fortune that I should have found by now.
12: If you run away, I'm coming with you.
4: You don't want me. You don't need me.
12: I do want you. And I do need you. This family needs you.
4: I'm going for a walk. I left her and started walking. I walked for hours, not knowing what to do, what to think. I started letting my mind wander. I thought about James, I thought about Dad, and I thought about Mom. I needed to talk to someone, someone that I know would not talk to anyone else. I thought about even talking to the pastor, but I didn't know if I could. I thought of the only person that no one would ever ask. I walk over to Jackson's place.
5: Travis, what are you doing here? Can't I see my brother? Where is Becky? Did you walk here? At home, yes.
4: Jackson and I talked. I told him about what happened, the pain, the trials I went through. I told him about the imprisonment, how the soldiers treated me, the agony that I was struggling with, how I didn't know what to believe in anymore. I think I've changed. I'm thinking about leaving Becky.
5: What if you had to tell someone the most important thing in the world, but you knew they would never believe you? I'd try. Doesn't seem like you're trying now, though. Don't screw up the best thing in your life just because you're a little unsure about who you are.
4: What if I never find myself again?
5: Love isn't about playing it safe. It's about risks. Unless you're willing to put yourself out there, you'll never know. You have always taken risks. You have always done the things that normal people would be afraid of doing.
4: I don't know if I can do it anymore.
5: Travis, you are a better man than me. Every man deserves his future, no matter what his father did.
4: What if I don't have a future anymore?
5: Travis, you have something that I've always been jealous about. What's that? You have passion. Even now, though you are struggling, you have passion. You care about others. You let people in. Don't shut the door.
4: I think I already have. I used to be able to see my future. Now all I see is the past.
5: Don't let your ghosts dictate who you are. You deserve your future.
4: I don't think I do. I've let everyone down. Everyone around me goes away. They haven't left you.
5: They're still in your thoughts. They haven't left
4: you. What if it's too late? What if pain is the only thing that is real? I focus on it too much.
5: Travis, what have you become? You know that love is real. You want my empire of dirt? You want my life? Yes! Travis, open your eyes and take a deep look at what you have. It's not a dream.
4: It's too cloudy. I can't see or think straight. What if I don't get it back?
5: You haven't lost anything yet. It's all still right here in front of you. You just need to take it. Jackson, this stays
4: between us. I understand. I left Jackson and walked back home, thinking about everything. I couldn't shake what was right or wrong. I didn't know what to believe anymore. I tried to give myself confidence, but I never did. I failed at every turn. I got home, and Becky was outside waiting for me.
1: Travis...
12: I'm worried about you. Are you okay? I'll do whatever you want.
4: Becky, I think I need to be alone. Pack up the kids. There's a house that is near your parents that you could rent. It's a big enough house. Nice yard and it's secluded. No one should bother you. There's enough money in the bank.
12: That is not what I wanted to hear, but I'll respect your wishes. (laughs) What about you?
1: What are you going to do?
4: I don't know. If you can leave in the morning, I think that would be best. Travis. Please, Becky. I'll sleep on the couch.
12: (gasps) Travis, I love you.
4: I went inside and laid down on the couch. I heard her talking with the kids, and when I woke in the morning, she was gone. She did leave a note on the table. I began to read.
12: Travis, no matter how long it takes, I will be there waiting. if you ever want to talk, do you know I'll be there for you? I'll pray for you every night, please come home. Some others I've seen Might never be mean Might never be cross Or try to be boss But they wouldn't do For nobody
8: else Gave me a thrill With all your faults I I love you still.
12: It had to be you. Wonderful you. It had to be you.
4: I finished my remaining time in the army before retirement. I never called her once. A week ago, I filed for divorce. I gave her and the kids everything I have. I deserve to keep nothing. So now I'm homeless and just walk around looking for myself, scared of what I might find. I left the military a broken down man, a shell of a man I used to be. I can't get time back. I can't correct my faults. I have to live with my dread, alone. Jackson called me right before I got out. Something about our younger brother one who started it all. He's
0: not at fault, you know that, right?
4: I don't blame him completely, but I don't not blame him either. I know you can't accuse a newborn of murder. I
0: think murder is a little harsh. It might be, but I can't think of another word to use. So, if you were asked about your wife, what would you say?
4: My wife used to remind me of a house. I could look at her and I could see the bright lights. I could hear children laughing. I could see the welcome mat it would say, welcome home. Go on. It sounds like she
0: is some special woman.
4: She is. She was. Because before when I was with her and I'd look into her eyes, nothing else mattered. No matter what I was going through, I felt at peace. But not anymore? I want to, but I'm broke inside. I chose the life I loved over the one I can't be without. Now something isn't right. I've seen so much evil and caused so much death.
0: There is a difference between being broken and being bent. You didn't cause any death, life did. Don't screw up the best thing in your life just because you're a little unsure about who you are. Look at her and go get your welcome home.
4: I don't know if the welcome mat is still out. It's been months.
0: It's not over, is it? No, I'm still waiting for it to sign. Then there is still time. You still have that watch that your dad gave you?
4: Yes, I'm wearing it now.
0: Do me a favor and look at the back. What does it say?
4: It says... There is always time.
0: Maybe. Just... Maybe instead of needing your brothers in arms, you need your brothers in blood. Maybe helping your family will be the therapy that you need. Maybe being around the family you have left would be good. Maybe you are right. It's
4: only a couple miles down the road.
0: You want to ride? I'm going that way.
4: Nah, I'll walk. It's a good day.
0: Travis, it's raining. I know. Well folks, I want to thank you all for being a part of this journey. Well, at least my part in the journey. My next adventure awaits me. What will I find? I don't know. That's the exciting part of it though. Maybe I can find my love, my passion. Once born, how long a man will live matters. Once dead, how long he has lived doesn't. I still have time to live my life. I hope you do too. Travis, I hope this isn't a goodbye, but an I'll see you later type of thing. If you're ready, though, let's go.
14: With that, they walked out to find what they lost, to find themselves. Maybe it didn't need to be found, maybe, just maybe, they needed each other to continue their lives. Did you know the Greeks didn't write obituaries? They only asked one question after a man died. Did he have passion? Travis has passion. Do you? Thank you for listening.